Hey guys, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, good. I am so sorry. Sorry about that. Were you guys getting? Were you guys um, appreciating the uh, um, the the the, um, the podcast presentation? Yes, yeah. sir. It was going on very good. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna continue with it because I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna elucidate in this class today. But we are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk briefly about that. Um, about that today. Okay, I'm gonna talk briefly about it today. So what we will do is that um, I'm gonna play through, and when we're done, we will. Um, I'm gonna. We're going to talk about explore it a little bit. I'm so happy. Who was it that brought it to the photo? I was trying to remember your name to give you credit. Um, to give you some credit. Because we wrote several articles and so on and so forth. I know that the thing, but I just couldn't remember your name. Who was it that brought it to the class? Attention. Oh, the white color class. Good evening, sir and colleagues. Good evening. <laughs> Who was it that was the one who asked about the white collar crime, Patrice Dixon? Patrice, thank you, man. Thank you. Right on the money, right there. That was great. That was great. All right, I am going to share the. Um, sorry about that. I am going to share the. Uh, I'm going to continue with where we left off, and when uh, we're done, we will dissect it a little bit, and then we'll get into the class. We'll go. We'll, I just said we're going to finish the um, the syllabus. Of course, I'm going to go through it fully from start to finish. Especially for those persons who are just joining the class, we're going to go through it. We're going to exp and um, while going through, we might look, we might meet, I'm going to briefly define some points and so on and so forth. After I'm finished with that, then um, we are going to get into. We're going to break you up into different groups, and there are some questions that you may see in the lecture notes. Each group will will look at that question. We'll choose a particular. We'll choose a question from the thirteen from thirteen. You choose that question, and then um, you will probably you break up in your group, and you have about fifteen to twenty minutes to formulate an opinion around around the question. And then when you come back from your breakup groups, we are going to discuss the question. But um, but it's very important that I'm so happy that I decided to play this video, film this podcast, because when you are done with, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to hit a very important point. And then we're going to talk about, we might talk, quickly talk about some wider societal issues. Some anything that you guys know that's going on in society that we just want to lift up quickly. We don't want to take too much time on that because then we're going to go straight into the syllabus. And then from that, we're going to go straight into breakout groups. Putting you, you, putting you in groups is vital to this class because most of the work is going to be um, very little individual work. Most of it is going to be developing um, group work, developing that um, group contributions in group style, especially since the idea is at the end is to have you contribute to start writing so that probably your, your papers may find its way in an academic journal that we are trying to publish. Um, but that's what we'll talk more about. So we will do that and then um, after we do come back from the breakout, we will have a wider discussion. Each of you will get a chance to talk about what um, talk about what you guys came up with 
and then after that I will conclude the lecture with some final thoughts on conceptualizing Caribbean thought, laying the foundation. You, I have a lecture that is actually in depth. The, the lecture, the lecture for this week and for next week is actually written out and I sent it to you guys. So that is the actual lecture. So you have it to read it and you can also listen to it because some of it will formulate some arguments I will present in articles, in, in journals, and and I flesh out some of them. And but there's something that we want to get get at in this class. And probably I should be recording, I'm not recording. But I am recording. There's something I really want to get at in this class. And that's why I have to go through the syllabus. Is the ability with this class is called Caribbean thought. At first I said Caribbean thought. The idea of thought suggests something static, something dinosauric. You're not thinking. So I mean, well, and then of course the gen, with Gen Z, 21st century people today, especially those within the American milieu. And also Jamaica, because I mean there's symbiotic relationship, especially with American TV, HBO, CNN, so on and so forth. You know, a staple of American. And when you watch the movie, the film Life and Death, you're gonna see, you're gonna see, uh, you're gonna see the word juxtaposition is important. We talk about people, we are critical thinkers, so we have to think critically about things, and to think critically is to dissect. We're gonna define it later. To think critically is to dissect. Critical thinkers are like skeptics. We are skeptics. Critical thinkers are skeptics, and critical thinking is usually the staple of the uh, of the post-colonial subject who is still in tension in the world trying to find himself especially those within the americas or within the caribbean who have a hybridized identity a mix okay so it's very important so i i said thought i i was playing with the word thought i'm always thinking about that i don't take anything for granted i'm like why caribbean thought thought is something that is dinosauric I like things that is bouncing and moving and fresh and developing and vibrating into progress, thought, Caribbean thought, just that Caribbean is not thinking. And um, the, the United Church in the United Church in the United States um, has a part of their principle or motto is um, God is still speaking, suggesting, suggesting that God is not silent. God is not barren of new ideas, okay? God, God, it is not as, it is, it is as if God created a world and that's it. But the, so it's the thinking that God is still speaking. He is still inspiring. He is still revealing. He is still moving. He is still evolving, you know? Um, so, so, so we say talk about Caribbean thought. It, it just thought. It, does it mean that Caribbean thought, Caribbean thinking is, is, is not dynamic? It's not moving. It's not progressive. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not a dynamic mix. There's no progress happening. Um, so no, it doesn't suggest that. When we define Caribbean thought later on, we're going to talk about the past and the present. Going to talk, okay, Caribbean thought, but because uh, because the word thought is important, and I'm going to put it into perspective because thought suggests what something in the past. Um, but of course, if you read the syllabus, Garnet Rope was later syllabus, 
talked about we're looking at diverse currents in the Caribbean, diverse currents, diverse currents in the Caribbean. And of course, you might have heard me, if you read the syllabus or some of the readings, you might see me say, talk about Plato and Socrates and Aristotle, Greek mythology, the Iliad, the Odyssey, the um, uh, um, Isiad's theogony. Theogony means the coming into being of something. And Homer's Iliad. Um, and the word Iliad suggests something quite interesting. But you know, the Iliad is about war, children war, and you know, the word. It's quite interesting. Why is why do why why is the professor talking about that? Because I mean, you're gonna hear me later in the lecture, you hear me talk about the Caribbean. If we're studying Caribbean thought, Caribbean thought is part of the coming into being, the part of the American, which is part of a new world, part of a new world which is situated geographically in the, and we talk about them where we are where, where is where is the Caribbean, we're part of the American, part of the new world, part of a new people. Hybrid people who have, who have, who have, who have a violent past and history. But of course, you can't think in terms of violence. Thinking in terms of violence, you are thinking in a victimized, defeatist way. And then, so if you think, and so if there are people like Dana, Dana Berry White who wrote the book Price for a Pound of Flesh, looking at the slave in the transatlantic and how he was devalued and seen as a property, no less than a livestock. And what I'm looking at, but no, what these black scholars are doing is that they are reinventing and reimagining the black man, the black woman, the slave, in terms of the resistance, not in turn, not in a negative, not looking at the slave in looking at the looking at the struggle of the black of the black people, take moving away from a victim approach to a hero approach, from a victim approach to a hero approach, from a defeatist approach, from a pessimist approach. Not that you're shunning away from from the realities of the past, but you are all, but you want to look at it from a positivist approach in terms of their in indomitability, their resistance, the ways that they were able to, to maintain a family, the way in which man was able to demonstrate his masculinity, which was devoid of him because man wasn't supposed to be husband and father. Those terms never were associated with the, with the slave, with the black man. But if, as I said to you, you, Dana Berry White is moving away from looking at slavery, looking at the past in a negative, the black scholars in, in critical race theory or critical race theory now is, is reinventing and reimagining so as to facilitate hope as a solution, as a way to help to inspire and to empower the black man and the black woman because Thinking helps to, thinking helps to, thinking helps to direct one's behavior. And I, when you talk about thinking, um, you also have to talk about it in a psychological way. Psycho, psychologically speaking, then you have to talk about Sigmund Freud and psychoanalysis. But anyway, so those, the argument here is important looking at Caribbean 
looking at um, Caribbean thought and looking at the past, and, the, and but also looking at the present. You have to look at the present too, who we are today. And we take many things for granted. But we're gonna, we don't want to get into it too much. We don't want to get into it because I have, a, I have been doing a lot in preparation for this class and for this course and for you guys. I've been reading and writing and reading and writing and reading. And let me tell you, the, I have prepared a lecture note, which I have 100 pages of lecture notes for you guys, just for the first two classes, which, can be, which, which I can use and turn into a book. I'm telling you, it's crazy. I mean, but it's been amazing as, I, as, you, as you direct your ideas and you direct your thought around a particular study. That's how, you people, that's how people develop. That's where you have consultants because they have developed a level of expertise because they have been studying the thing and looking at the thing for a particular, for a while. And over time, you develop a level of invincibility, so to speak. Not that you're invincible, but for want of a better word, or because of your development of your expertise. And you develop a level targeted thinking, and you and you and so if you develop a level of thought, it's quite interesting. But no, that's that's the introduction to the class. Welcome to Caribbean Thoughts. Caribbean Thought is one of the most powerful courses in Pan African studies or in post-colonial studies because the Caribbean man is directly the Caribbean man is a post-colonial subject who is that who has been affected by the processes of decolonization coming from colonization, who has experienced, who experienced the polarities and the tension between capitalism and communism. A free marketed world and a state dominated world. This is quite interesting. But as I said to you, there are young people today who are saying, why do we have to study old people? Why we have to study Plato and Socrates? Because people have a way of taking things for granted. And sometimes within the things that we take for granted are truths that lead to behavior that keeps people back, that, keep, that make people less competitive. We talk about that. And actually, there was a story I found in BBC News that was quite interesting, that looking at debt mentors in the UK and, um, and how they're helping single-parent mom from the Caribbean diaspora dealing with debt burden, looking at how people in the, in the diaspora are living and charting their way through life. You know, sometimes you, you, you don't hear the realities of struggle and tension and trying to find themselves when you when you study when you, when people when when people when you study people when you when you study people in the Caribbean and the idea of brain drain and immigration and you know I have had several discussions with people when when you travel and you so when you get an opportunity to come people would ask why are you here why are you coming I mean to make it amazing and the ironic thing is that when you are, you take your things for granted. You know, people in Jamaica want to come here. People here want to go to Jamaica, but then you and then you and then and then you experience eschatological, eschatological, um, eschatological difference, contrast of experience. But we'll talk about that later on. 
But let us continue with with this with the with the um, with the, with the discussions here from um, a presentation that I did for the class, stemming from the question uh, last week. One of your students asked. Um, one of this, this one of your students asked because I asked you guys to come with something to comment on, and the question was: the white color crimes in Jamaica. What do they stem from? Colonies. And some people might say, oh, that's a dumb question. And there's nothing such as a dumb question. And I say, it is such an effective and powerful and palpable question. That question comes from a mind that is thinking in a very skeptical, provocative. And I say in an article, I wrote an article about this. It was a, it's a provocative question that speaks to human nature. That understands colonization because I will define coloni colonization is a process. Because the word colonization means control. And it's very simplistic and raw sense. Colonization means control. Colonize is to control, is to dominate. But you will lose the essence of the, the essence of colonization if you just define it in those ways, because it's not just. It's not just to control, because it is a way of it is a it when you studied colonization, it's a process. It's a process. It's a process of 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 controlling, of disabling, of unpacking, of redefining, of manipulating, of corrupting in order to control. And I'm, you know, I'm, this week was one of the busiest weeks for me, one of the busiest weeks even. And I must confess, I, I almost missed this class. This, the, the, I, um, I work in digital media. I have a digital media company, okay? And I do several things. I do, I do not put my eggs in one basket. I do several different things because I believe in the dynamism of peoples, okay, especially in the 21st century and, the, and, and, and technology. I, I, I couldn't build websites, but if you go on my website, I build a website myself, RinaldoCMcKenzie.com, RinaldoCMcKenzie.com, and, and you, all the feeds and stuff, you look at all that. I didn't know anything about uh, probably two years ago. And now I'm a G. <laughs> there are a lot, I mean, I'm telling you the indomitability of the black man. But this this is very important that we that we that we understand this. But the news cycle has been very busy, so I have been covering a lot of news. I just I just interviewed um, president one of the presidential candidates who will be addressing the class in March, and he actually gave while into I did an exclusive interview for the Neoliberal Round, and while interviewing him, I learned I obtained a breaking news. And I've been working that news for the company. And then I had, and there are several breaking news and stories. And you might see what's going on here in the US, what's going on in Jamaica, this, especially in the, as it relates to violence and corruption. There is a, you guys talk talk about white color crime. But, and I wrote an article, two articles. One that says, what will end violence? What will end violence? That's one article. And the second article I wrote was on, Corruption, something about corruption. Um, 
but it's been very 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 busy but very exciting covering the stories writing about them oh it's been just quite powerful and um, and also preparing for this class and just thinking about what's going on in the world in relation to our study of colonization and um and i say to you colonization has done damage not only to the black man but it has also created a kind of thinking within the white man or within the other people within the world because now people we think in a white supremacist milieu white supremacist milieu so even our language and how we talk we compare ourselves you say we are less than but people like Franz Fanon the psycho the, 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 the psychoanalytic who borrows from Sigmund Freud, the father of psychiatry, or comes in and say, no, 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 I'm not going to say, but well, I'm not going to compare, I'm not going to use language that make comparisons that continue the violence of the individual, of the man as an individual. I'm not going to say less than. So he says, the Negro is not. Full stop. Any more than, any more than the Negro is not stop any more than the white. So people who read that casually will miss the potency of that literary epicope, if you people who study who study our theology and exegesis. The Negro is not, period any more than the black the pause you don't put you know that's not how you write and that's why you know i do i have my book on gramsci gramsci this is ever gramsci this book gramsci is antonio gramsci selections from the prison notebooks and gramsci write about intellectualism and people like foucault Michel Foucault and people and and STEM and people like Immanuel Kant that talk, that challenges Newtonian physics that looks at thinking in a very hegemonic, unchanging, static way. Immanuel Kant says that history is a result of human nature and circumstance. History. He studies pure reason and ethics as not some. So he studied the very foundation of knowledge, including pure reason and pure knowledge, as not stemming from some from something that was described by Newtonian physics as static, as concrete, concrete. He's very skeptical of it. He studies it and arrives at this truth that history is a result of human nature and circumstance. Very important, write that down. According to Immanuel Kant in the book, Kant, Kant on History, was translated by David Henry. Kant on History, I have that book. Kant on History, this book. Kant on History, very powerful book. Liberal of Liberal Arts, Library of Liberal Arts, edited by Lewis Whitebeck Kant. History is a result of human circumstances. 
excuse me, and human nature. So when you ask, why we, why, and then, so you don't take things for granted. And so you look at if history informs the present, and you are studying Caribbean thought, looking at how diverse currents affect the present, then you look, so you are looking at the present and you, so you ask what gives. And every generation challenges another generation. Generation, okay, every generation push, pushes the pendulum further. But there is also, you know, when people talk about tension between classes, um, Richard Trotsky and many Marxist theorists talk, look at um, tension, be, tension between the, the classes, the working classes and the upper classes. But there is also a tension between generations. And there could be what we call generational gap, which is some different kind of thinking. But there's also tension in terms of generation. And you talk about, and you, and you look at each generation and what is, you talk about Gen Zs and so even within the Caribbean, is there, is there also, gener are there generational gaps? How, how do generations identify within the Caribbean? And that is why Franz Fanon talks about, and Homi Baba, and Homi Baba in her book, Homi Baba in her book, Homi Baba talks about the ability to easily be corrupted by this idea of culture. A culture that's, that puts man within a general will so that he loses the individual, his individuality. And we talk about when you study Caribbean, you study, you study culture. What is culture? Culture in its simplistic form is the way of life of a people, the way of life. But when you talk about the way of life of a people, you are talking about it in, in its, you're making generalization. So when you study Caribbean thought, you must know that we are making generalizations as skeptics, as people who are post-colonial, who are trying to move away from the damage of the man, move away from colonization that, um, that, has, that has done violence to the man, that takes away his free will, that, that, that destroys his psyche, that takes away his individuality and places him within a dominant, within the dominant, within a supremacist milieu. So we want to move away from that. So, so, so yes, so we're making generalizations about the people and the place of the Caribbean when we study Caribbean thought. And we must reflect on it in those terms. And we are doing, we are reflecting on, on it in those terms because we are doing philosophical inquiry. It is philosophical inquiry. Because of course, we're looking at diverse comments in Caribbean thought. And so we don't want to make the same mistakes. 
that we accuse our former masters of, of doing, taking away the, removing the individual, stripping away the individual, redefining the individual. And you know, when people want to do damage and do or to justify their damage because they want to appease their consciences and their guilt. They redefine the individual as something that he or she is not, as a way to devalue. Then they move in for the kill. And sometimes when we define peoples in without recognizing the general recognizing the fact that we're making generalization, then we do a damage to the individual. Because say you say, yeah, nothing is wrong with, with making general, making generalization, that's fine. But the it becomes a problem when we fail to acknowledge and to accept and to recognize that so that when something different comes along, we react as our people reacted when Spice said she was going to perform at an LGBT event in the US. And there was backlash and, oh, she's supposed to be the queen. And I, and I know about this because they, um, in, on Thanksgiving last year in Jamaica, I was with my family on the Jersey Shore. And some of them came up from Jamaica. And some of us were here, here in the, we were all here in the US. And we had a major clash, a major debate about how she's supposed to be the ambassador of Jamaica and supposed to be the um, represents Jamaica and Jamaica and that. Because you know why? Because we we do the same thing that our former masters did. Okay? We we strip away the individual and we impose a general will on the individual. That is what colonization has done. It has damaged us. So that we think it was, and you know, I'm I'm actually working on a story regarding um, what's going on in the U.S. What's going on in the U.S. Four of a group of black police officers, and I did, a, and I actually am working on a, on a, on a, on a podcast on that, on the story for that. And there is a, a, at seven o'clock, and I'm going to take a break at seven because at seven o'clock there is a live. There's a live video release of um, Tyree Nichols, the African-American young man who on, was, on, was stopped, on a, was stopped um, by the police in the traffic, on, 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 on a traffic, I think they were doing traffic inspection, stopped this guy. And the next thing you know, three days later, he's dead. But now these, we talk about police brutality. But when George Floyd had was killed, we were, and we had the Black Lives Matter marching, we were marching against police brutality, and it was really white with white cops who had brutally uh, murdered Breonna Taylor and uh, George Floyd. But in this situation, it's black cops, and and I actually made, I actually wrote. Uh, story. I actually commented earlier on the story today. I commented on that. Um, 
I commented. If I could find, I made a comment. A brief, I made several comments, but there is a brief, a, a brief comment on that. I said breaking. It wasn't a breaking. It wasn't a few police officers that murdered Tyree Nichols. It was a, pol a, a police culture of police brutality against black and brown peoples. It was a police culture of police brutality against black. Let me, read it. Let, let me say this again. I made a public comment today, breaking. It wasn't a few police officers that murdered Tyree Nichols. It was a police culture of police brutality against black and brown peoples. That hasn't changed since Black Lives Matter marched against George Floyd. The world braces itself for release of Tyree Nichols' video. And I tweeted that, and I also, I'm working on a, an article for the Neoliberal Journalist, and I also posted that in the Neoliberal um, commentary and in LinkedIn and Facebook and all the feeds and so on and so forth, and I'm working a story. And that is why I have to take a break at seven o'clock because I have to do a recording and do a quick comment. So we're gonna get 15, 15 minutes break at seven o'clock. Um, but I made a comment, but this is very important. It wasn't a, it wasn't, it, so when you said, okay, well, black people killed black, a group of black, black police officers, and I and I and I'm working on a news commentary because I'm gonna put that into perspective. You can't just because I, I just said you look at it in terms of a white supremacist culture. Yes. I I said to you, it wasn't a police culture of it, it was a police culture, culture, a culture, a culture, police culture of police brutality. So that culture of violence, that culture, that, that culture, that, so, so here you have these black officers who now have become house slaves or house slaves. And, you know, I, I said earlier, you know, it, if you study the plantations or the, the plantation system, it wasn't the plantocracy that punished and whipped the, 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 his, the, um, the slaves. It was this, the house slaves or the same or the whippers, the same black people that that doled out the violence that that that, that, that beat his brother and his sister. And sometimes used as spies against the other because, well, because for him, it was probably a sense of resistance. That was the way that he found value to allow himself to be corrupted by the very same system he's fighting against that has corrupted him, that has done this violence, that is treating him as second-class citizen or within a, within a class society that puts him in second place but above the rest. So what has happened is that these police officers, okay, the same kind of, the same, the same way in which, the same experience, and they learn from that experience of colonization. They learn from that experience of 
white supremacist police brutality. Learn from that experience. And, and that is it's because that is just power. And the colonization has, has, has so, so damaged our mind. And then, of course, so they acted outside of that white supremacist culture of doling of violence. But then you go to Jamaica, they don't know violence. But we're going to talk about violence, what will upend violence. Now, anyways, but I said, I said to you, I was studying Caribbean thought. So we don't think in terms of less than anymore. So he says, I'm not less than anybody else. So he says, he interrupts, he interrupts the normal language. He interrupts standards. He interrupts the way of thinking, the way in which society views things, the way in which we measure the dynamic, the way in which people measure the validity of their experience, the, the, give credence to, the, to, to their relationship with other people. He interrupts it by saying, the black man is not, and stops right there. And then start again with a new sentence. Any more than any more, not any less enough, any more. So now, you, so you, when you, you don't speak in the negative, now you speak in the positive. So, you know, it's a, it's in terms of language is powerful, we talk about Dana Barry White and other black scholars now writing in a way that reinvents the black man and re empowers the black man, looking at his history, his past, not in. The way how you shape your past will also inject a particular feeling and self-efficacy and so on and so forth. So, so interrupt. So now black scholars are critical thinkers in critical because now they're reinventing, they're interrupting spaces. Homi Baba, Homi Baba, if you read Homi Baba in the preface of this book or in the first chapter, Homi Baba, Homi Baba said that she was particularly interested with. Literary and the post-colonial Holy Bible, which from India, but um, who went to Oxford and so on. But um, but she was particularly interested with people with literarians who were on the per, who were on the periphery, who were off center, not people in the center. And she was del and she was deliberately interested with those people because because the reason why she developed an interest in people in the periphery because we live in a society that promotes the center, that privileges the center, that drowns out the, the other. And, and because of the dynamic of a relationship based in privilege, and we create systems and jargon and institutions that support a way of a brand of thinking or water lit in his economic labor history. Of, of, of the Americas talks about in the 1940s and 30s and 40s, he looks at how this issue of connectionism, this drives towards forming corporations and so on, connectionism, forming unions, forming association. Forming association was a, is a bad word, but because people form that association to maintain a privilege. So once you connectionism, Connectionism is a kind of capitalism, a kind of neoliberalism. You are forming connections, okay? And then you create systems that prevent people from coming into your circle. So, and connectionism is supported by credential, credentialism. 
credentialism, credentials. We talk about credentials, credentials support connectionism. So in other words, you have to get a, a you have to pass in order for you to become a chartered accountant. You have to pass the chartered accountant examiner. You have level one, level two, and level three, more level and more level and more level. Because the system is designed to protect the few, to preserve the wealth of the few, to protect the earnings of the few. So they have to make the, the chartered account, the exam, or the, the, this professional exam hard, or you go in some industry, surveil, or and so on. You know, we talk. So she talk, homie Baba alludes to this injustice, this connectionism. And so she wanted to move away from that and to, to move away from this from the center and go to the periphery. And she meets people like Franz Fanon and people like P.S. P.S. Paul, who we will delve into, um, who we will read about. We will, talk, we will delve a little bit in uh, Rex Nettleford and Edith Clark because I'm going to challenge Rex Nettleford and Edith Clark. Because Rex Nettleford and Edith Clark because when you study Caribbean, you also have to study the social organization, the organizational dynamic of the Caribbean. Okay, so we talk about you study classes, you study generations, because and we talk about generational gap. What is the what does the Caribbean look like in terms of generational, um, the generation of the, the Gen Zs of the Caribbean or of Jamaica? How do they resemble? Sir? Yes. Excuse. Excuse me, sir. Yes. You said you're going to break at seven because you have a recording to do. It's now six minutes after seven. Yes. Okay, we're going to take a break. Could you hold for a second? Let me just see if we are we're about to start the recording. Hold on. And while we take the break, probably I could play the recording. Hold on. Hold on. Just... Bracing for breaking news. We welcome. We are braced. Um, there's breaking news happening. Um, and if you are in Jamaica, you can watch the news. And then we can probably take a break so that you guys can spend some time to, to watch that. But we are bracing ourselves for breaking. They are about to release the the, the video of Tyree Tyree Nichols, a young African American man who was killed by four police officers. And um, they are about to release the video. The video is. So I, I'm understanding that I'm, I haven't seen the video, but I understand that the video is depressing. When you see the video, the video, and and right now I understand that is why right now law in Philadelphia. I'm in Philadelphia, and um, there are law enforcement offices all over Philadelphia right now because I understand that people are there because they are bracing themselves for an un for unrest to demonstrate massive demonstration and violence like the one that we see some time ago i mean i understand and in memphis there's also the police the police um i think the police they're also we're also hearing of unrest on the streets and um well i mean possibility of that happening in memphis the possibility the possibility of that happening 
in um in Philadelphia, and actually, we I, I just saw live videos of of Philadelphia where where police are um are are strategically strategically located in some hotspot areas where they believe that there's going to be some violence. As I said to you, they are about to release the video of Tyrese um Tyrese uh, Tyrese Nichols, the young uh, uh, Afri- the young African American young man who was returning home, returning home from work, was stopped on his way home from the police, who later was killed, beaten and killed. And just to add some more background story to this um, background story, the, the, the commissioner, one of the com- former commissioner of the local community where um, Tyro, um, Tyree Nichols is from, um, we understand that they, some time ago, they had set up uh, um, stack cameras to, um, to, to deter criminal elements because that particular area is a hotspot or a hotbed for criminals or for criminality. So within that particular area in Memphis, they had set up some criminals, some cameras, the law, law enforcement and, um, and, and local government officials had set up some uh, cameras and that would help to deter people and to just keep an eye to the court. But today, the same, the same law enforcement office, law enforcement, law enforcement, that erected cameras, yes, to, to, keep, to, to keep an eye and to, and to be vigilant in its drive to deter criminality, are themselves caught on camera engaging in such hypocrisy, such hypocrisy, we talk about, you know, and we, we talk about the issue of the bureaucratic phenomena, we talk about the issue of parasitism, and by the way, I just checked, they, 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 they keep pushing the release of the video, and the, the video, the release, they, they were supposed to release the video of the police beating, um, beating and abusing and um, um, tyrannical to pulp. I understand that the video is difficult to watch. I understand that when you watch the video, it's going to make you cringe. I understand that the video is, I, I can't find any more words. They didn't use, they said, um, it is, it is a powerful video it is going to make you turn and cringe. That's my understanding. I have not seen the video, but several of the, we're hearing a voice from the governor, governor of the state. Um, now the White House is getting involved. The district attorney's office is getting involved. Some of them have seen the video and they have seen the video to the point that now they're coming out and they're giving statements. That's how awful the video is, okay? That's how awful, now this guy was beaten and killed, you know, he wasn't shot and killed, you know. He was beaten over and over and over until he was killed. Black people have to, that is what black people have to, and I said to you, I wrote an article some time ago, we have to, part of the change, come, you, part of the change, Part of stopping police brutality within a system of violence. 
and domination and abuse of power stemming from colonization. In order for you to do that, you have to reorder and transform the whole thing. You have to change and transform the police force. Change their uniform, change their badges, change their cars. Listen, the police officers today have lost the respect and even with the release of this video, there is no more respect that they can lose. And I can share, I can share a personal story of a, of, of a police. I was going, I was in, I was part, I think, or oh, they're about to start. I was part of a case. Oh. I mean, I was stopped by the police, oh. by a police officer some time ago, a couple of weeks ago, about two months ago, three months ago. And I had to invoke my connections. Oh, it wasn't until after I had to demean myself oh. by talking about my associations and what I do as a journalist my connection with judges and with the fraternity. And then he realized who I am and who I know. And that's what he, first of all, he wasn't recording. They need to come up with something where you record 24 seven. Welcome back. Because when they know that no one is watching them, they do dirt. I'm telling you, I don't have to use that scene. For nothing, because I asked the question, because I should not have asked the question. I said, excuse me, sir, why did you stop me? Because I don't believe it. Because first of all, give me the decency. Don't. He came up to my car and started shouting and yelling and asking for my daughter. And I said, why should I give my daughter? Why am I? You know what you did wrong? Taking away my individuality as a person. The initial officers were not in in uniform. And I could have been in the same situation. Now in the standard police uniform. The way in which police officers are engaged, black and brown people are different from the way we'll take a break from here um, we'll take a 10 minute break and then we'll come back um there before is you a, take uh, a break sir sir yes, go, ahead. go ahead may i ask please. a question may i ask a question yes, sorry, i've been talking you know what you have to stop me sometimes right i know i know i know okay great so when you come back from the break um i would love to hear um you tying that back into what happens in jamaica in trinidad in barbados um, if we have the same kind of um, police brutality, especially in Jamaica, um, let us let us see if we can tie it back in that, um, sir. Of course, we Is have. Is that possible? Oh my God! I mean, I write about. Um, if you read the book that I wrote, and part of the class is going to talk about crime and violence in Jamaica. Jamaica having one of the highest crime crime rates. Is it an issue of relative deprivation? I'm looking you, forward, sir, to hear you when you come back. Yeah, because um, when you when you study crime and violence, mm -hmm. you have to 
And then I'm good. They said, that's why I want I want us to finish listening to the thing about white collar crime. And then we're gonna finish with that. Then we're gonna I'm gonna answer your question. Oh, okay, and good. We, Thank you, we, sir. And then, we finish, and then we break it. We may not finish the lecture, but that's fine. You have access to everything. I'll send you everything. We'll take a break. I have to run and go check on this real quick. Thank you okay, so much. Sir. Thank you. But remember, ask me that question again, and we're gonna talk about probably we have to tie it in with relative deprivation. Relative, relative, write that word down. That's gonna be in your exam. Relative deprivation, because that speaks okay. to Caribbean context and the issue of crime and violence. Okay. okay? Thank All you, right. sir. Bye bye. Excuse me, can anybody remind me of that word that sir just mentioned? Relative what? Deprivation. All right, thanks. The record will be available, right? And put on his site, right? Can somebody confirm, please? I am not sure, no. I just I need to ask. Okay. Watching the live video, not that was just released. 
Memphis police released video of the deadly Tyree Nichols beating. You've now seen several officers, I can count at least half a dozen who are on the scene. The initial officers were not in, in uniform, they were wearing the tactical gear. These other officers that have arrived now are now in the, in the standard police uniform. You can see that officer trying to close down the baton. Multiple units on the scene now have arrived. Councilman, do you know how many police responded to this? In total, do we know? Not in total, but you'll see throughout the video that you know, roughly 8 to 12 police. You'll have a supervisor arrive and eventually 40 EMTs and members of the fire department. That's why part of the investigation is still ongoing because they're looking at other officers possibly that could face charges. Yeah. Thank you. 
We are watching the live video oh, that was just released. The Memphis Police released video of the deadly Tyree Nichols meeting. You've now seen several officers, I can count at least half a dozen who are on the scene. The initial officers were not in, in uniform, they were wearing the tactical gear. These other officers that have arrived have now, are now in the, in the standard police uniform. You can see that officer trying to close down the baton. Multiple units on the scene now have arrived. Councilman, do you know how many police responded to this? In total, do we know? Not in total, but you'll see throughout the video, uh, you know, roughly 8 to 12 at least, you'll have a supervisor arrive and eventually four EMTs and members of the fire department. That's why part of the investigation is still ongoing because they're looking at other officers possibly that could face charges. Yeah.
reflections and response. Reflections is important. Reflections and response to questions from the student can be informed on current behavior and slow the past. So I begin by writing this big white on the plan, occurring in the kingdom, where the rich are having their money a result of a colonization. Many well to be thousands in their bank accounts. We say no boss at the time I had said 10 million. That, um, that was before the story broke. We say no loss. First point in the middle. First point seven. Law enforcement on the island is investigating. But no one has been held responsible. This may seem to stem from a culture of corruption. And so you know, uh, if you if you go to the same article, the same website, www.com, I uh, we there is a, in this article there are links to an article speaking to the issue of corruption in Jamaica. And I will talk about that towards the end. Because we talk about the cost of corruption. Cost of corruption, Professor Trevor Monroe, who was the executive director of the National Integrity Agency, did a video with that cost of corruption. I think he was Prior to that, corruption was a serious issue in Jamaica. And, um, and uh, I believe yeah, the, the video, the, in the video, they wanted to, and I will talk about this in Friday and have it from class. We will get it, we will be speaking to the child. And this one of the respondents, commentators, you didn't go ask. They can have received so much money. Jamaica, Jamaica has received a lot of money in investment, billions of dollars, population money. I look to that in my new book, where is the money? Where, where is the money? All this money that to make it every CPM. But yet, uh, which which is juxtaposed in another film, I think that by Jamaica King Cave. With Michael Mandy saying that, well, our hands were tied and we had to use the money to do whatever they whatever they wanted us to use the money to do, and we had to liberalize our economies and so on. I talk about that again. We liberalize our economies as a result. Um, make it but, and I say to you that does not speak to why, but that does not answer the question where is the money? Yes, you have to liberalize the economy, you have to open up to me. But where is the money? Where are all the investments that you get? Where are the billions of dollars in loans and so on? Where is the money? And of course, in the book, neoliberalism, one neoliberalism, globalization, we talk about where the money is. We talk about, and, and we talk about you know, uh, the arrangements between local elites. And the liberal regime, okay, and they went, they went to, so and they traveled, they went and extended screening in Miami and Paris, so, so. But, but so we, you know, when you talk, uh, so we talk about the student raising issue in Caribbean thought class and class. First, the behavior stem from colonization, colonization meaning. And before I cut, before I answer the question, I was answering, I was talking about. Um, Excuse me, the issue of corruption, I apologize. 
at least the white color plan is encouraging him to make them with the rich. I have a demo is in that still in a region of communication. And I see it that law enforcement law enforcement on the island is investigating no one has been responsible. And this may stem from corruption. There is a corruption between that's going But and I say to you prior to the before the Dominican government established the law, national integrity agency. Corruption was corruption index was high. And now it's I think 2018, 2019 corruption index lowered significantly by 2017. But we know that there's an article. I wrote an article that speaks to uh, that speaks to corruption, that speaks to crooked politicians on the UK radar, and that was in 2019 or 2021 or thereabout. An article was done that is a so corruption is on the rise again in Jamaica. And, uh, and since COVID, and, and I'm going to allude this further in the article, but there is an if, but if you, there is the article I'm reading that I'm reading from that I've written in the Daily World Journal that you can access has several links within the article that you will benefit from, that you will not benefit from, that by just watching this video or listening to the podcast. Okay, so. Yet a student, so let's continue. So, yet a student raised the issue in Caribbean law to ask a tax. Does the behavior, the behavior, this behavior of this behavior, to make white color crime, the SSA crime, whatever it may be called, does this stem from colonization, which is an appropriate question? Colonization, meaning, this is my definition, meaning the period, periods in the world, in World history, where Europe and the created privileged white race engineered and successfully completed a systematic takeover, domination, and control of parts of the world, including the dominant Africa and America. And notice I said created white race, but I said to you, there is no systematic a white race that was created in the early 1600s to support. Or to prepare for the most heinous and project that slave a whole set of people. And I think that they were See, that's the ethical question. Well, so that's what colonization is. Again, the period in world history where Europe had the created privilege by race engineering successful, successful. With a successfully completed, successful, and successfully, it, again, it was colonization, the period in it's a process, it's also represent a, a period in world history, process is represent a period in world history, where Europe and the creative privilege of its engineering successful, complete a systematic table, domination, control of Parts of the world and people. This involved was unknown to the world black skin and called it the depersonalization, depersonalization of the colonized system, which is systematically controlled man and woman. So as to project all things with a European and Anglo Saxon white supremacist belief. Question is the question is there, still asked. Therefore, I'm talking 
one and provides for an equal effect in the academia from citizens, human practices and development. The issue of stress and white collar There is white collar crime, want to carry heavy and weight. But these white collar crimes are experienced by women. White, white color crimes that have been experienced by the wealth who have been who have worked for what they have worked, worked for what they have. Yet, can they afford to lose many more of their earnings and share it with the rest? We talk about taxes. Would you share your wealth or would you allow it? That's a very important question. Would you share your wealth? Would be stolen. Yet, yet, can they afford to lose it? Share it with the rest, loosening their advantage and guilt. However, the accumulation of wealth does not necessarily come from hard work. I just talked about hard work. The accumulation of wealth does not necessarily come from hard work and labor within the capitalism society. Believe when we read of nations and when we look at certain people's lives, leave out the certain parts. When you read Wealth of Nations, Wealth of Nations with my Adam Smith, it was, but, um, but according to many, it was the influence of Jean Baptiste. Forbear, wealth of nations with Adam Smith being the Scottish man. Of course, we are saying that. So I am saying here that the accumulation of wealth does not necessarily come from hard work and labor. It is a tactical society. As we are made to believe, when we read wealth of nations, right here, be very critical. It's critical to work right here. When, when we read wealth of nations, they were thinking about, they were thinking about what has been thinking and thinking what happened to this with God and we define critical thinking as that. Jean Baptiste Correa of France was said to have influenced Adam Smith, which he has informed, which had informed, sorry, Jean Baptiste France was said to have influenced Adam Smith, which in, which informed or probably explained the idea of capitalism. Or the theory that explained the idea of capitalism in Western civilization was said to uh, with, uh, it was um, Adam Smith, Wealth of Nation was said to be Adam Smith, Magnum or Magnum Opus. Yet it was influenced by somebody else. Anyways, later. Matt Weber continued Adam Smith's inquiry and observation when he wrote the Protestant ethic and his book of Catholics, asserting that religious principles such as Calvinist, such as Calvinist, but more so Aryan theory, and I'd rather say the Aryan theory of salvation, theology of salvation, linked the notion of worldly rewards. However, Karl Marx in West Africa challenges this inquiry, which has come to be the 
socio-economic doctrine of Western civilization and the Caribbean states is a doctrine of capitalism or in, in the theory of the wealth of nation, Adam Smith, Jean Baptiste. Max Faber, and that this 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 theory, which the Caribbean states are also ascribed to, whom we had described again Caribbean as dependent with some amount of modernity and high income inequality. Marx re-examines this so this socio-economic history, this this history, revisited critically. This history that, that is devoid of the violence that has a, that was within, that was actually within it, that has largely popped up societies. That has popped up the, the wealthy and dominant classes. They leave out the, the, the violent part of it, the theft. So Marx revisits all of this. Says one of violent and one of theft. Trotsky picks up this Marxist theme to explore the tension and struggle in societies between classes and predominance. But, but, but is this short sighted or is it just the dominance? Equality, independence, access what has been stolen or has escaped through theft and laws that protect theft by the people who we now call elites. In fact, if you were to look at some Caribbean states today, it represents this violence and theft. I ask you, where are the table people who once lived, who once lived, taught them, and, and, and controlled them? Regions of the Caribbean, Jamaican, Native, Rwanda, and Christopher Columbus, and with the Europeans, which we celebrate as the discoverers and innovators. But if we are to be accurate, they must only be hailed as thieves, murderers who stole land and then enshrined laws that protect their ill for wealth. Today, indigenous peoples like those American Indians and Indians, lack much agency. Lack much agency from provinces who possess their lands, who are creeping more and more into their protected and agreed upon spaces. The world today provides a picture of violence, including theft and murder. Slaves in Africa were not immune from this earlier, from this either. The Europeans, after they extracted people from Africa through an elaborate strategy of strengthening, they went back and dominated Africa, plundering peoples and cities, stealing resources and culture as their own, and even set up nations within the foreign land as their own. South Africa, yes, it was stolen land. Now, one of the best, now flourishing over all the other African nations. When we talk about trickery, you know what we are going to talk about? Collaborative strategy of trickery. Instead, the European ideas is one group of, 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 of tribe architecture. And well, guess what? That deal, that deal that they made, that special deal that they made with one African tribe, they made that same deal 
with all the other Africans, all the other Africans, creating chaos which went to its strategy. Strategy that has deployed you, the West today, Europe. And I'm playing tit for tat. If I can't wait, I'll broadcast to our show tomorrow. And we will be here tomorrow. We'll do 30 minutes of broadcast and fight. We're going to be talking about what's going on. What's your state of the house? It is a tactic. We are able to get a plastic job. Job is going to be done. Or when they take for time, when Russia and China were using strategy, stealth. Back in the days, Europe and the West, they had strategy, which now devoids them. But let's 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 continue with this story. But we talk about the strict way, which helped facilitate this chaos, which caused the downfall of the ruler. That's what I was alluding to in this chapter of Trickery or Let us continue. Today, today, the Middle East is in fighting to hold on to their lands, fighting to hold on to their lands, which the Jews, through a history of war, claimed to have lost the Crusades and the Roman expansion in the world, which they now are trying to reclaim. Of the Palestinians who now control much of that region. However, Palestinians are refusing to recognize Jewish, Jewish claims, part of their lands, and the tension between to, to continue, continue to threaten, continue to threaten peace and stability in the region, that region. Moreover, Talking about China. China is also threatening war with Taiwan because of what the Chinese believe about their land and believe about their land that Taiwan has stolen from the communist state. This has also created a sticky situation in, in that also in that which also threatens hostility between the two countries. It's the point. So the point is that the point here is that the world is in tension. Stemming from a history of theft and violence, which many have attempted to protect through systems that promote civility laws and religion, and theories that rewrite their theft and violence as beautiful stories of hard work. Further, this is promoted as the ideal kind of American dream to be where the rich have attained through hard work. Yet reality is corrupted by a narrative that ensures main tenets of position and wealth and to coax hard work out of labor, willing masses thinking that they too will achieve some position, attain to some position some dream that they will never attain to because it was created and attained to by theft if you were to read uh, Marx and what we you know I talk about um, I think there was still I heard that we had done some um, it's a practical 
Less, far less than a million dollars. Talking about we move it right You understand what I'm talking about. The Americans have been accused of having higher corruption, but this has been to keep going. But since COVID and the economic uncertainties, corruption is on the rise. And I alluded to this earlier and talked about the decision to control who became the executive director of the National Integrity Agency. Whatever happened to the National Integrity Agency? Where is, the, where, is the, where is the integrity now? Where is the integrity? Where are they? Well, I, I haven't heard much about the, the national integrity agency because what have become of that? We will do some investigation. But private violence is rising, especially in cities and communities of the formerly colonized, especially in cities and communities of the formerly colonized. And in retrospect, we wasn't an article in a private violence in cities as simple as Chicago, UK, and so So, I think there's an article from the government relative deprivation. So, we we going to speak more about it and we move on. But with the access of social, social and digital more people have access to information and this sophistication is theft. It's not just a thumb that can steal, but that's even loopholes for metaphysics. But this access and improvement leads to financial wages that it will Traditionally, like Ponzi schemes, lottery scams, to make it more lottery scams, made off, made offs. Industrial countries, you know, and colonization. You appear that many people know about colonization. All of that, that's all, those are all constant themes in society that are symptomatic of human perversion. I can be rich, but no one else can. I have the right idea, but no one else can have. Russia, for example, justified its invasion on attempts to steal part of Ukraine. As a world-saving mission. This is the human perversion doctrine of Austrian privilege that attracts the lower, which has attracted, which now attracts the lower classes, or has always attracted the lower classes as part of this nation, who compete among themselves, even through theft and disregard of the other to arrive at a place he will never get to or was desired for him. Essentially, it was a treat that the master used this place, this place, this dream, this where you worked. It was the treat that the master used to condition a response from the willing end. Yet they will who circumvents and steals is deriving the beat for outside of the system. Acting outside of the system. Robin Hood was said to be 
the ultimate thief who stands was justified for he stole from the rich who were depicted as evil to be The rich refused, yet the rich refused to be Black peoples had long been separated. Stemming from the theft of their colonization. Stemming from the theft of their colonization. Let me read this again. The rich refused to be taxed for Black people, black peoples have long been separated from the colonization. Stemming from the theft of their colonizers. Now, still living off their wealth. Their ancestors who stole the country. Social welfare in some countries enables poverty, tends to quell the communists who are divorced from the theft of, from, from, from the theft of systems. B. The greedy will not share their ill gotten means and live in opulence. Again, the greedy will not share their ill gotten that allows them to live in opulence. Other people in Nevertheless, when there is high level income inequality, and there is high crime and violence, including theft, this is relative deprivation. We talk about relative deprivation being the correlation between income inequality, high levels of income inequality and poverty, and high crime and violence. And Marxist materialist theory says that societies that have high income inequality, high levels of income inequality, suffer from high levels of crime and violence. And that is a fact, especially what's going on even today in cities that we talked about first earlier, the US and the UK, all over the world, especially where there's a high concentration of people. That includes death, violence of death, that's in all shape and form, whether colonization. Today, real capitalism and influenced by real capitalism and the bureaucratic phenomenon, as, as was influenced through this Pharisee collision. So, as I say, what does I do? Which is a do Judeo technique of, far, of the sex part, the Pharisee concept within a Romanizing empire, which has come down to us. It's relative information. And Jamaica as a whole has high income inequality and is one of the, and one of the one of, the, one of the islands with the highest levels of crime and violence. And recently, Gini coefficient, especially inter inequality in societies, has been risen significantly. So it stands to that this rise in white politics and crimes in certain communities justified from this Marxist materialist conclusion and analysis. Just justifies this. Analysis for Marxist materialism of representation. And the communities affected by crime today include the dynamic of black and brown peoples whose wealth has increased or remained stagnant over the last two years, over the last four years since 2018, thanks to some policies, some conservative policies, rising ideologies, which never seem to work. Yet the rich refused to be taxed, remember that it was given. 
So when then is the solution? So what then is the solution to theft? And the controls that come with it? Is it not charity? I wrote an article about what asking the question, what will upend violence? If you go to the Naval Journal and also go to what the Caribbean Journal, and as you see in www.naval.com, you find an article, what will end violence? And that article, and this particular article, I believe, is actually done in academic lecture style, which is Part of the lecture, the three-hour lecture I will give on Friday, six and the seminar, and which is situated and it is part of this whole concept idea, this whole drive of conceptualizing Caribbean thought, post-colonial thinking, conceptualizing Caribbean thought within this neoliberal globalized world, or neo-capitalistic world, or within this world of challenge, opportunity, and this post-industrial world, can we take advantage of the opportunities? Can we utilize, can they utilize stealth and strategy? But of course we know that not the, not the one that we're, not the one who, Robin Hood stole from the rich, I mean, okay, but the, the rich are wealthy nobles, but, I mean, but this issue of white-collar crime, we're now, we're the like you said, well, is fighting on the disappearing. That's the kind of the kind that kind of death is quite interesting. You know, you know, and, and it's, it's higher level. And we talk about politicians and corrupt people at that level. But also if, but we also know that there are international systems. China, there are also people who are actually going on to systems that steal money. Not, okay, so so we know that there are, and I think I did a, a, a take of this quite earlier, which did work. We had uh, several takes of this. And I had mentioned to my coordination, and um, I think we had to deal with spyware, uh, especially with COVID last year. Okay, I think that's where we will stop. Okay, I think that's where we're going to stop for that video for now. I think um, that's good enough for now. Uh, um, I am actually, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the class. Hope you appreciated that, um, the conversation there. Uh, it's good. Um, and I... Okay, great. All right. Um, welcome back, guys. Are you guys all with me? Let's come. Let me. Uh, are you guys with me? Yes, sir. Okay. Next week, I want to see everybody. I just, and just so you know, when we have the guests. Everybody have to have their camera on, um, and uh, I need to say I, do, I I'm not too familiar with how you guys look. 
and um, I think I'm in my third week. And I don't think, well, I haven't realized my goal of knowing you guys yet. So I think I need to improve on that. Um, so I guess I need to do more individual, probably I need to do one or two individualized work, and then I'll be able to get to know you more. I think part of my goal, I still haven't known you, I don't know you guys yet. I'm still working that out, and I'm still trying to help you to understand the course and conceptualize the course in order to put down. I think one of the, what would also help me to know you guys, also is if I have the camera, if you guys, if I see your faces, so starting next week, I hope that I would like all of you to show your faces, your beautiful faces, all right? Your amazing faces, so I, mean, I can get to know you guys better. And um, so, um, let's before we go into that, before we go to the next. Now, I'd ask you guys to bring, uh, I'd ask you guys to do each of two readings with Franz Fanon, Wretched of the Earth, the preface, and um, in the beginning of that, uh, um, the preface of um, my book, The Only Boy Listening. I remember everybody else's book except mine. <laughs> but, and there's a, very, there's a particular reason why we are starting there. Now, I decided to play this, <clears throat> excuse me, I decided to play this, um, this podcast episode uh, because. Part of it is part of the answer. Part of it involves a question that somebody that you guys had asked. And I, I think I had answered the question a little bit, but Zoom wasn't working very well last week. And I'm happy that sometimes you think about things more when you when you delay. And I'm gonna be honest. Um, I wasn't always, I was kind of tidy, tardy sometimes. And um, as a student, I mean, in terms of timeline, that if you were to ask, oh, what, uh, what are your challenges as, um, in your journeys in academia? What about some of your weaknesses, Ronaldo? My number one weakness wasn't the reading, wasn't doing the assignment, and yes, I read widely. I, I just love, I just love knowledge and eating of everything. But my problem was meeting deadlines, and especially, and then when you come to the US, people talk about, oh. They, they operate on time. Unless you're in Philadelphia or from certain black culture, it's almost like you're in Jamaica because they have the same issue with time. It's not just a Caribbean thing. It's a black thing, so to speak. But then I don't want to be too general because there might be one or two black people who defy that. So we're speaking in terms of the inductive method. And one of the things that we, when we talk about critical thinking, critical, critical thinking involves philosophical inquiry. And Philosophy is the study of wisdom, the study of wisdom, a search for wisdom, the love of wisdom, love, philosophia, philosophia, okay, the love of wisdom, search for, for wisdom, it's all about wisdom, search for truth, search for knowledge, and to search for something involves the mind, they can't discover that, they, you, there's nothing you can do without the mind. If there is anything that you are certain and sure of, it is the thinking mind. In fact, Descartes was trying to, Descartes was, Descartes, the father of phenomenology. The whole study of the mind, and that's one of the aspects when you study psychology, 
one of the one of the one of the, the disciplines or well, philosophy psychology is the discipline, but one of the branches of psychology is phenomenology, and phenomenology was also seen as part of philosophical inquiry. But the mind is powerful because you use your mind to think, but it's only in so so Descartes was trying to come to the knowledge of all things. He was trying to he was trying to be certain of existence, of reality. And he was perplexed and ambivalent, Descartes, who coined the term, the famous term, Pohito Yegusong, I think, therefore I am. He was perplexed and ambivalent, trying to come to truth. And so he said, you know what, I'm just going to abandon it. As you think about studying as the study of Caribbean thought, and you think about conceptualizing Caribbean. And by that I mean look, okay, I'm about to say that. I don't want I don't want to give away too much here. Conceptualizing Caribbean. Of course you'll have to delve, you have to think about how you have thought Caribbean and think about what was previously thought. And probably maybe we think about order for you as the general, you academic, come up with something quite something or maybe or maybe to revive something. Because if the Caribbean is an invention of the past, the Caribbean today, if the Caribbean today is an invention, and I think they're one of the readings that I have speak, speak to this issue, if the Caribbean is an invention, um, I can't remember the book. I think it's the Carib in the Caribbean reader, the Caribbean reader, and if you go to the syllabus and you scroll all the way down to the bottom, there is a link you click on it or copy and paste it into your URL and anything that you see highlighted in blue, you might be able to click on it, click on it and, and it takes you there because it's in word format. But if you highlight, if you copy, if you select it, copy it and paste it into the search engine, Google or whatever it is, maybe it's going to take you straight to the link and you'll be able to, but the, so one of the, one of the, you might find very informative and insightful the book. Um, the, the Caribbean reader, the entire book or the most substantive, most important part that you need to read, the, es the essence of the book is, is found in the link that, that's available. And when you click on it, when you access the document, it talks about the Caribbean. And one of the, the authors said, if the Caribbean is to be an, in if the Caribbean is an invention of the past, then it sure will be a reinvent. How will it reinvent itself? in the future how will it reinvent itself what will it be if it can reinvent it? the caribbean today an invention how will it be and when you ask yourself that question it comes from a thinking so i say to you it involves the mind it, it involves a philosophy of the mind a philosophy of thinking and a way of thinking and maybe to think as to think Caribbean is to think in certain ways, but maybe thinking it, but then we can't take for granted how we can't take for granted because you talk about socialization, talk about how we education, and as I say, we are skeptics, we are suspicious of knowledge, so we are suspicious of uh, institutions, and also education is part of the institution, educational institution that helps socialize 
and helps to develop and helps to develop or to inculcate norms and values of people we talk about culture being over the flag. And then if you study Harry Lambert's sociology and functionally sociology, you talk about how sociology functions and how it should function, but that sociology comes from a particular philosophy of thinking that I would say maybe based in position and privilege. Because if history is a result of circumstance and nature, human nature, and we thought and, and we are at a we're at a theological seminary and we subscribe to that Christ to the Christian faith that believe in the in a fallen human nature. So that fallen human nature also is going to affect the mind. We say history is a result of human nature. So the human nature imposes itself on our interpretation and also on the writing and record of history. But this, so we say this nature and circumstance. Human nature result of I mean, history is a result of human nature and circumstance. Circumstance. What's the circumstance? Circumstances could be what, what the reality of the people. They could be post-colonial subjects who are still struggling. So the way they see things, the way they view things is different. So that sometimes people say, no, we can't understand Kyrie Irving. We can't understand Mutabaruka. We can't understand um, Motti Perkins, I was a big fan of Motti Perkins. Motti Perkins influenced me. He was one of my biggest influences. I listened to Motti Perkins when I was eight years old, all the way to, to I mean, that guy, he, the way how he thought, he was a critical thinker. He was sharp. Okay. I, I would say to your personal experiences that I was, a, I was, I did not, I did not, I was, a, I believe I was, I, I was a supporter of the Jamaica Labour Party. I was a big supporter of Edward Siaga. I like Edward Siaga's policies. I, you know, I supported him, but I don't think I never thought about it in any ideological way. I never thought about it in, in that, but my father and my household supported the Jamaica Labour Party and Edward Siaga, and they saw him in a in a in a favorable light. And every time they talk about Michael Manley and the people at the National Party, they always talked about them in a negative light. So as I grew up. Okay, I found myself thinking and talking in those ways, the same way. Un but until I came to the US and started to study society deeper and started to study and to, to look at people, study human nature. And then I started studying the foundation of knowledge and history and philosophy and psychology and religion and so on and so forth, and Greek mythology and Egyptology and committed spirituality and economics and capitalism and neoliberalism and studying China and Russia and Singapore and the Caribbean and the global South and studying global forces and how their attention and how the world has evolved. As a post-colonial subject, it behoves me to study because I'm a small man in a, in a the, the human is already small and we're even smaller from the Caribbean. I'm an immigrant from the global South living in a post-colonial country what voice do I have? I say that in the book, if you read the preface. What voice do I have? The alien is seen. I mean, the immigrant is seen as an alien with big, sharp teeth and big ears seeking to steal profit. 
description, the ideal. And sometimes those and they, they, and, and Rex Metaphor talk about how the Caribbean man is to be seen. Is it okay? How in terms of the external and Franz Fanon talks about the external, but even Rex Nettleford made the mistake. And Edith Clark, who wrote the book, My Mother Who Fathered Me, looking at three of what, three communities in rural area Jamaica, looking at parenting and the organizational dynamic, looking at how parenting, looking at the, the family structure and the, and the practice of it in that community, and how it was seen as it was the, it was it was defined as illegitimate the family structure and so on and the sexual behavior it was seen as illegitimate concubinage so on and so forth and so they were saying that um oh it's because many the europeans didn't understand and so they were trying to understand the arrangement in that community and part of the analysis and the conclusion was that these people in these communities behaved in the way that they did because stemming from the, the societal stemming from the societal arrangement, the family arrangement, the organizational arrangement in 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 in, in um in Africa. But that I don't know. I but I believe that I do, I disagree. I take exception to that because they are using they are re, they they have formulated their opinion by from reading traditional sociology and conservative history, not critical history. They borrowed from that. They borrowed from the idea saying that um, thinking, because the idea was that Africa never had culture. Africa never had culture. Africa never had religion. Africans were primitive. Africans were primitive people. They never had culture. They never had religion. They haven't. They never had a family structure. And it was one that was illegitimate and concubinage, and that is why some, excuse me, some African, some people in the Caribbean, and these com communities that they they studied, that Edith Clark and Rex Metcalfe studied, that is why they behaved the way they did. That is why they had that kind of family structure. That particular thinking, the ways in which Edith Clark, who wrote My Mother Up, Who Fathered Me, and Rex Nettleford, who contributed to the forward of that, suffered from critical thinking. And they were also trained in an Anglo-Saxon, Oxfordarian, Cambridge kind of a milieu that accepted this Englishness as much as they tried to eschew it. They don't even realize that they were thinking in that milieu because what they did, they failed to realize that, first of all, what connections, what connections, or what best is, what connections do the Cari the, um, do Caribbean people have with, with the African past in terms of, in terms of the, organi the organization? Well, I mean, the same African people don't even, Africans don't even, they, 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 I remember in some point, at some point growing up, I learned that some Africans really don't accept American black people. And by American, when, it, when you hear I use the word American, I'm talking about people who live in the Americas, including Caribbean. They don't accept us, as, they don't see us as necessarily Africans in, in that sense. More so glorified or celebrated white peoples in some senses. That's one. 
The second thing is, what connections does the past bear with the, with the present in terms of looking at the organizational unit of the Caribbean man and the Caribbean family, sorry. I have to remember, I have to be politically correct. I usually, and I'm always saying man, 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 because using, speaking in a masculine dominant term, because that is how in, in history, historically societies, if you study the history of society in, in this male dominated world, the man had done violence to woman in order to maintain his dominance over the woman, saying that it was the man, is the woman that did, it's not just Christian religion. If you study Greek mythology, if you study Greek, the Greek, um, if you study the Iliad, the Odyssey, um, from even Mesopotamian history, oral tradition, if you, uh, Herodotus, the Sicides, um, Dionysus, all that history, you study uh, uh, the Elias, um, German, German horseman or Norseman history, and then part of Western civilization, and then coming up or Muslim religion and the Judeo-Jewish religion or Greek or Roman. There is this violence done to women. Women, the woman is responsible for the, for the man for fa failures. And so now the woman serves the man. And so now you have, so now you have the man, so you have privilege. So you wonder why is it that the dynamic that, that exists between man and woman, where does it come from? Remember, critical thinking. We just live as because that's how it is. You can either, oh, we live casually, take things for granted. Or woman or women who said, no, I refuse to live in a society that says I'm second to a man based on a, a man-made history or based on, on a history that we are casual about, that we take for granted. Because if history is a result of human nature and circumstance, if history is a result of human nature and circumstance, circumstances, nature, human nature, that nature, and we talk about fallen nature, that nature to privilege, that corrupt nature, and then circumstance. In other words, whatever is going on in, term, in the realities and the experiences of people give rise to how they interpret and how they record. So you find you from Homer. Homer talks about the origin of all things, looking at the, the warrior god who, who, who dies. And in it is it, I mean the warrior god who does it, the warrior god, the fighter god. And then from you have um people who that's that's the picture of of of, of Achilles, okay, Achilles. And then you move, and then and then you go to the picture of um the picture of, and then you look at at Jesus mirror that with sorry, but sorry the hero the hero the the hero of 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 of, of Greek of of the Greeks the earlier Greeks the hero the way they paint God is they look at God in terms of the he the warrior God their hero is a warrior God then you look at in Judaism or in the Hebrew people. What was going on? What, what, what was going on in this in, in the reality of Jews and how they developed and grow? And the oppression and the fight that was going on at the time in the Bronze Age. So then, of course, they develop a story that fits their reality. Okay. A God that's going to come back and he's going to be so the, the God in majesty and in glory in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now the Greeks and the 
wake up Roman world, they pick up it, they pick that up and see Jesus now as the ultimate sacrifice. The idea of, they don't see Jesus now as the warrior. They see him as the ultimate sacrifice, as, a, as if he's a weakling. So that's why some Jews don't bear it anyway, don't, uh, bear, don't accept this Jesus because they say, no, we are looking, we're not looking for a savior who will die. We're looking for one who is powerful and mighty. So while the Christians pay based on the reality, what was going on? So at the time, what was the experience of the Greeks that so that they'd have a Jesus that was meek and mild? And that could be what was going on with the Jews so that the, in terms of the circumstances and the reality that would lend for them to construct a Jesus now that was separate and apart, a God-man that was separate and apart from the God-man of the of, of, of Persians or Egyptians or the God-man of 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 the of the of of Isiod's theogony or Homer Iliad. This so if, as you go from civilization to civilization to civilization and you study the group of people in these various civilizations then the civilization then from one civilization to the next and the next and from epoch to the next and you study the circumstances of the people okay understanding human nature then you get to un then you understand the result or the idea, the foundation, the ethics, the ethical system that the ethical system that comes from yes, the nature and the circumstance, the nature and the circumstance. So if human, so now, so you, so therefore we talk about phenomenology. Looking at Caribbean thought, looking at thinking. The story, I'm, because I begin by talking about thinking. Kohito Yegusaman. And when you when you start, important of when you come to the, the study of Caribbean thought, it involves philosophical inquiry. It involves coming to with, with reality of what is it, it it involves some philosophy. And I said we have to be careful that we don't make generalization, yet generalization is useful earlier. Okay, but we must remember that we can't make generalization, but we said that the only thing that we are certain of is our mind, that's Descartes. The only thing we are certain of is the thinking. So he started by saying, so okay, if history is a result of human nature and circumstance, and you cannot accept Newtonian physics, which is part of the, the, the science of the day, which is part of the law of thermodynamics. In fact, the law of thermodynamics, the second law of thermodynamics, okay, that talks about in order for you to remove a force, you have to apply the same amount of force. And when we study violence, we are going to look at that, okay? When we study violence, you, okay, the, but the second law of thermodynamics, but he even debunks that as that is not, it's not concrete. It's not like you don't wake up in the morning and you say, oh, wow. Oh, that computer just happened to be there. You just wake up. It's God brought it there. You can add, okay, you wake up in the morning and you see something in front of you. The thinking man would either say, okay, where does that come from? Does it, does, it was just planted there or maybe somebody put it there or so on. And it's important for him to know that in order that he can he can proceed because he can either take advantage of the thing or he may not take advantage of the thing depending on what he knows about. It. So we talk about the the masculine the male 
dominated society that we have. Why? In terms of when you see the dynamic of male and female in society, where does that come from? It comes from a story that's born in privilege, where men have sought to privilege themselves over women and have developed beautiful stories that, 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 that justify. No, but I say to you, when you study corruption, corruption in the process involves control. It involves redefining people. Okay, redefining, they don't take things for granted. So the first thing you do is you redefine something. If, for example, we were just watching the video of the, the Tyrone Nichols video of who the guy, the young man, African-American young man who was murdered by the police. But in the video, you see them trying to cover up their wrong. What they say, oh, they try to say that he had a gun. So, so what you do, you try to demean the, you, so I'm telling you, we do violence. People every day, in our everyday interaction, we try to justify our violence, justify our, 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 our indiscretions and so on and so forth by redefining people. And when we redefine people, we are also doing an injustice because we are stripping away the individual right. Yes? To, and the individual right to define himself. In, and if Descartes is right, Kohito Yegusa, I think, therefore I am. If we cannot be certain of any reality outside of our own existence, then anything that we know for certain is subject is in the subjective. Is in the subjective. Anything we hold for certain, because that's the only thing that we know for certain. Because Descartes starts by saying, okay, I'm gonna start by saying nothing exists. But to say nothing exists, there's something thinking that does that nothing exists. That thing that is thinking that nothing exists, that exists in thinking that nothing exists, exists. And therefore, that thing exists and is the only thing that I am certain. So therefore, my mind, my mind that is thinking that nothing exists, exists. So the only certain, the only thing that he is certain of is his mind. And that's where you come up with eye messages. You know, people know if you guys, if you study conflict resolution, or even if you study psychology, or talk about eye messages. Eye messages is an accepted, the whole practice of this mechanism, the practice of eye messages, comes from the acceptance of, of that. So you see why studying, studying thoughts, studying and critical thinking is important and physical or philosophical inquiry because now it leads you to developing things that help to progress and to, to develop society into something better. Okay? Because now you, so you, so it, with that understanding, because, so we say, people aren't responsible for how you feel. People aren't responsible for how you feel. But you know, if people are responsible for you, but people respond to external stimuli differently. Caribbean people respond to stimuli differently from other people. But, but there are Caribbean people in the Caribbean who respond to stimuli just like Caribbean people in other countries. Especially with social media, which is something that we have to talk about. And there's something on the part, sorry, there's something that um, there's some, if you go, we're going, what time is it? Oh, we have to, um, I got to have to stop here and go straight into the uh, syllabus. But uh, I'm happy uh, with time. But um, what? I don't have much time.
for this. But that's something, these are some of the things that we will have to, we will explore at greater detail. But the conversations here are very, I'm talking about thinking and how we thought, and how we have always thought about things, sorry. And so this is how, so, you know, I was, I remember some time ago, I was, uh, I was supposed to be teaching critical, I mean, sorry, Christianity today. And I was challenged. And what some people, some persons had a problem with Christianity because they thought I was too radical. Radical. Let's talk about it. Just so you know, in it, the post-colonial man is a radical. The skeptic is a radical. But when you talk about radical, as I remember I said to you, people redefine other people in order to do injustice to them. They said, oh, Renaldo is a radical, so he should not teach critical. So, so they define me. They define me. And then, and then they do their they do violence to me. And then they make their justification about it. But that is how but the thing is, when you talk about radical, you're radical because you you question a truth. And I say to you, what is wrong with questioning anything? What is wrong with questioning truths? As, as we, are, we talk about how the evolution of man, for people who believe in the evolution of man, I believe in the evolution of man, but in a kind of, I believe that God endowed the world with evolutionary capabilities. And I say to people, I mean, okay, fine. Evolution, to think Charles Darwin, inquiry or or theory which now they are trying which now they're trying to make into a fact but charles darwin idea or theory of evolution looking at the development of man and the history of man the origins of man and so on charles darwin idea of, to subscribe to darwinism doesn't ex exclude or preclude subscription to creation you can still believe in the creation story and still believe in Darwinism. But you know, <clears throat> people have <clears throat> have a way because of how we think, have a way to put things. You cannot accept Darwinism if you are a Christian, because that's how people think, you know, because people develop binaries or people develop franchisement of their faith. Say, for example, one of the things we're going to talk about in this course is when you look at the development of history, you look at tension, religious history, you look at the competition within the faiths and how this franchisement and this exclusivity was added within every gen if you move if you study the generation of faith from one faith to the next to the next, you see this exclusivity that is added to every faith that speaks to privilege again and position because every faith wants to be the dominant faith or the dominant thought or the dominant idea. And when you talk, and that's part of violence, you know. And so this franchisement of the faith, the franchisement of the faith, where, and I talk about sacrifice, Jesus said, when you talk, look at the Christian faith, and I said to people, I said to people, I subscribe to the Christian faith because I grew up in a Christian menu, but I'm gonna tell you that. I'm not gonna tell you, I am not gonna tell you that your faith, my faith is better than yours. I will never do that. I am not God. 
God is than that which nothing greater can be conceived or imagined. We are human beings. We say you, we are human beings who are limited and God is unlimited. Yet when we talk to people about matters sir? of faith and matter of what sir? is we, yes, go ahead. Sir, um, I'm enjoying your class a lot, yes. but I'm also looking at the course outline Yes, I'm looking at yes. the assignments. Uh, one second, looking at the assignments that, that are there and wondering whether or not you're going to be following those assignments or you're going to be given some different assignments. And, um, and um, if you could just put in perspective for us what, the, what we can expect in, in terms of, um, I know that the final exam, it states what is going to be there um, you have been talking about some of the philosophers, but yes. I haven't heard anything about um, Forbes Burnham, um, Michael Manley, you know, some of those um, thought um, leaders in the Caribbean and wondered whether or not how those will fit in into, into, the, to, into, the, into the module, um, bearing in mind that we are now uh, three. I'm going to... Okay, yes. I'm gonna. I, I have referenced Michael Manley. This is a lecture. When you come to my class, it's a lecture. But we probably will have discussions, and that is why there's a lot of outside reading, and I give you a lot of materials to read and to familiarize yourself with subject matter. My my understanding of, of classwork is that um, when you come to the class, you would have been exposed to some of the information. So when I'm speaking, if you say, "Oh, I remember reading that," and you might have a question, sir. I remember reading from your book, blah, 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 blah. I remember reading Michael Manley who said this. But just so you know, I, we will get to my, we, will we are going to lift up each of those currents. We're going to talk about, when we, when we start talking about social, we are conceptualizing the course, looking at how far do you go. We're situating Caribbean within the wider, within the Americas, within it being a new world. We're going as far back, looking at philosophy, looking at what, when you talk about Caribbean thought, we're defining it. What are you doing? We're talking about critical thing. It doesn't begin with Michael Manley. Okay. No, it didn't. But but the, right, the, the but question, Michael, I, the question yeah. I'm asking, one second. Question I'm asking. Mm -hmm. Um, how your um development of the and you're you're doing a broad-based development, which is great. How does yeah. that um factor in to what is on the course outline in terms of the assignments? If you could just okay. speak to that for me, are you going to be using those assignments, forming your own assignments? You know, well, just so I, that my head wraps around what is what are the expectations from you? Who is speaking, by the way? Um, is it uh, Semidata? My name is Rose. Rose, Rose. Okay, Rose. Now, I don't know if this is your first class, but if you were in previous classes and read the emails and go online, I said... The course outline is loose. It's not concrete. Um, yes. And, it's, and it, it depends on, on, and I say to you, you just do, you will only do the assignment I tell you to do. So okay. if you, if I haven't given an assignment, then nothing is due. I will tell you what is due. Um, the most important thing in this class is to, I want you to start developing your thinking within school uh -huh. of thought. The reason why I am, I begin the course by asking you to bring a particular and get and respond and talking about that question that raising the issue that that student had asked the last week, I can't remember again. And I spent some time answering the question 
I said to you last week, when you respond to questions and academics as commentators, when I ask you, when I ask you to make to comment on what's going on in society within this class, Caribbean thought. Not only are we looking at diverse thinkers, in other words, we're looking at people who shape people and, and the society. I want you to look at it in terms of a school of thought, a philosophical principle, okay? Academically, um, respond in a very coherent, organized, directed way, using critical thinking skills, using school of thought, talking about Marxism, talking about, okay, what philosophical principle guide the Caribbean man in your thinking so that when you respond to issues of today, so you asked me a question earlier, which I am going to get to, which I actually referenced in the podcast presentation that I played to you guys. And I, I hope you were listening to the, because it's as if I went around the bush, but I didn't go around the bush. It was a philosophical inquiry. It was a it was an argument that speaks to the issue of looking at corruption in its historical framework, but making the point that corruption, theft, and violence is not just a Jamaican experience, it's not just a Caribbean, it's all over the world and it's on the rise. And I say to you, relative deprivation, help. relative deprivation is a Marxist materialist ideology and Marxism influenced and I am starting with the theories first before I get into the people. And I talk about Rex Netiford and Edith Dot and Edith Dot. I'm not going to put them on the board and list some stuff underneath them. That, okay? Because we are, as I say to you, there are several thinkers that have contributed to Jamaica. We're not going to list. We're going to think of them in a general way in terms of how they have been because we're not taking thought for granted. We're studying, we're dissecting thought, we're critical thinkers. We're not taking it for granted. So how was Michael Mann, who are the, who are the diverse currents? And how were they influenced? Okay. And of course, we talk about the church being very influential in the Caribbean. So of course, we're going to have to look at Caribbean thinkers. If, if I were to ask you, who is the father of, in fact, one of the questions I have, who is the father of Caribbean thought? Who is the father of Caribbean economics? Who is the father of Caribbean psychology? Who is the father of Caribbean history? But, but then if the Caribbean is an, is an invention of the, of the past, then it means how, how has Michael Manley, how has these people who have influenced the, 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 the Bank of Jamaica, the Bank of Trinidad, these people who affected the Treaty of Chagaramas that upended the, 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 the union between the Caribbean, the West, the West Indies, we were supposed to have one, we were, the West Indies, were, in fact, the West Indies weren't supposed to be the West, we weren't supposed to have Jamaica and, the, and the Barbados and Trinidad and Guyana. We were supposed to be one after, just before independence, from 1955 leading up to 1962. The discussion we were having with our with the colonizers, the discussion that people like Michael Manley, Buster Manley, and okay, and people from the Caribbean and, and nationalists and activists and people who they call socialists. Michael Manley was was driven by was driven by nationalist ideology that's usually situated within socialism. 
I am talking to you about it, but first you're gonna say, okay, how are we defining nationalism? How are we de- what is, okay? How are we what is socialism? What is capitalism so that it influenced Michael Manley, Bustamante, Paul Bogle, Garvey, and of course Garvey adopted anti-imperialist ideologies that was from a neoliberal capitalist regime that sought to reinvent the black people as the dominant race, which then continue to speak to this tension. He himself was influenced by Marxism. So when you study the story, we have to also look at the philosophical system that has influenced him in this current. But then you say, as a Caribbean, do we have any ideology of our own? Or is the ideology borrowed? like the ideology about the organization of the Caribbean that, was, that is by Pete, um, that was written by uh, uh, um, um, Rosemary White, who was my lecturer, who was influenced by Edith Clark. Okay. You guys know about Michael Manley, so I'm not going to delve into Michael Manley. I'm going to when we begin to, we're going to watch the film Life and Death. We're going to watch the film Life and Death. Okay? And, um, and when you watch the film Life and Death, it, we're going to delve into socialism, communism, what happened, the period, the period, the period leading up to independence, which is between 19, from 1960. We're going to start from about nine, the, the, the film Life and Death was is a film that was produced by Jamaica Kincaid, but it's a book that was based on, it was a film that was based on a book written by Stephanie Black about Antigua entitled A Small Place. But the, but the movie did not reference Antigua at all. Yet, it, but every single reality and every experience that life and death showcase in the movie Life and Death documentary film. And, and when you watch that documentary Life and Death, they have a lot of thinkers. That, that's why we're going to, um, once we begin, we're going to start from the night. Once we get into the night, as I said, we are conceptualizing the course this month. We're conceptualizing the course. Moving from that, then we are going to do something else. Okay, but we're conceptualizing, conceptualizing the course. And of course, we are going to be visiting thinkers, Caribbean thinkers, Caribbean philosophers, Caribbean historians, Mute Baruka, um, Louise, um, Louise Bennett, um, uh, some of um, VS Nepal. Um, we got we, um, some of these influential thinkers. But I don't want to delve too much into people that like you already know, you already studied. We all know Michael Mann, we all know Edward Siaga. Um, so Caribbean thinking. Sir, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. sir. But we will delve into the general thinking that guides their life that has come to guide Caribbean. Okay, sir. I think you're making you're making an assumption that I don't know for anybody else, but for me, you're making that assumption that we know about Michael Mandley. Okay. Um, I think for me, my challenge is. This course is 15 weeks. Yes. Um, I know for you, um, you want to get everything in, but for us, 
three credits are important. And so who are the who are the philosophers? Where are you going to start from? Are you going to start from um, the 80s, the 70s? Um, and I must apologize, this is my first class. So if you had given ah. any reading material, yes, I, I'm sorry. If, I, if you had given any reading material, um, you know, so that, you know, we can start concentrating our thoughts. So we will be able to deal with your exam. So that at the end of the, of the module, the three credits are assured. I think okay. that's the, I, I think that's, that's what is um, foremost in my mind. Because the truth is, um, I don't think that we are going to be able in, in 15 weeks to, to conceptualize and contextualize um, all the philosophy and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, the thought processes and the thought leaders in the Caribbean. And so um, I am happy that you spoke about the, the, the thought leader for um, psychology, for philosophy, for politics, for finance, you know. I love that. I love how that is that is sounding, and you know, just the contextualizes so that when we come to the class, we are able to keep up with your lecture. Okay, what is the okay, theoretical right. okay. underpinnings right. for for the class? Okay, all right, Patrice, you start. Oh, no, no, Patrice. Sorry, who is that? Rose. Rose, man. Yes, man. You are you you. This is your third. You come. To, this is your third class. And you are asking a question. You are asking a question like that. That's a question you ask outside of class. You have a meeting with me, and you talk to me. You go on. The, if you go to the JTS online, yes, I have several notes, several emails. What needs yes. to happen is you, you need to have the question you are asking me. The question that all that have already been established in the first all meeting. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, I okay. have so I have emailed the course outline. You are supposed to read the course. Mm -hmm. I have submitted lectures with questions that this course will consider. Caribbean. All right. Okay. So um, this class, you the students got the homework. Got I mean, got reading assignment. Yes. Yeah. Now, my grading is different. My grading is not based necessarily on exam. Okay, mm -hmm. because I believe that people are different. If you look at the course mm -hmm. online, I only give 20% to the exam. 20%. Majority comes from coming to the class and participating in the re and re reading and the group. But most of it will come from the, the lab, the research. The research. Mm -hmm. That last mm -hmm. research is worth 45 to 50%. All That's right. where I want Good. you guys to focus on. But I want you to, to develop your ability to think mm -hmm. theoretically and to respond mm -hmm. as commentators intelligently and as academics in a philosophical way. So what mm -hmm. I have done, if you, if what I have done, I am unpacking the ways in which we have thought. So as to, because this course is about facilitating, it's not about passing an exam. And um, can I tell you, I never think about exam. I, I, this class is to give you skills and to empower you. I have lots of ideas for you guys. When you are finished with this class, when you are finished with this, when, no, no, you will get the credits. Don't think about credits. Oh, oh don't think, think all right. about no impact. What, right. is the, right. what is the purpose of education? You know, today in America, some people, 
in America, there is big in the big store in America. The nurses are given fake fake degrees. There was a big scam where made where, where this big school at, at school. There was a school in several different states that was selling fake degrees to nurses. Fake degrees to nurses. They get, and then they get the degree and then they go to the work. But they didn't they don't learn anything. And then the, and then it affects medical care. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I I education is supposed to change you. Absolutely. Learning, Absolutely. learning is supposed to change. So I know you want a degree, but if you get three credits and you by just meeting academic requirement of paper and so on and so forth, without you understanding, without you without it changing you, without you developing skills and so on, or meeting the goals. The goals of the course, I don't I didn't put anything about the, what is important of, as I said to you, is that you develop the language of the course. Develop this course is falls within post-colonial thinking. This course is this course is for is a part of critical is a critical thinking course, but it does not int- necessarily introduce you to critical thinking because you're going to be doing critical thinking. Okay, what okay what this course does it explores the way in which we have thought and the way in which Caribbean the diverse currents have been. It, the diverse currents in the Caribbean that make the Caribbean the Caribbean today. So therefore, uh, so it and and I some professors and of course I'm the one facilitating the course. So some professors start with Michael Manley, but the Caribbean and I ask the question. And if you the lecture that I send out to all of you, I ask the question: How far must you go back in the study of Caribbean? How far must you go back? Where do you start? And that's one of the questions that you have to ask yourself too. Now you ask the question. In terms of crime, crime, and by the way, crime, in, crime and violence in the Caribbean. That's a very good question. And whoever asked that question, that's great. And I, I asked the question, and I was talking about physical violence, the violence producers, yes. not not the not the white collar crime, which is what the the, the podcast dealt with. Yeah, but um, but what very but it was very good, you know, a very no good no no podcast. no no. Well, the podcast did not deal with white collar crimes. The podcast did what not deal with white no 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 listen the podcast did not deal with white color crime it looked at violence and corruption in all forms for and that violence run, runs rampant violent violence in any form is is a pandemic in society that is symptomatic of human nature and circumstance and I and if you listen to the to the presentation I talk about different civilizations and different societies today that have violence and corruption and theft in all forms, in every form, so that violence is not just a Jamaican problem. However, what we do know is that Jamaica has one of the highest crime crime rates in, in, in the world. Jamaica, Jamaica, and Jamaica in terms of the Caribbean, homicide rates in selected Latin American Caribbean countries countries per 100,000 inhabitants, Jamaica, 49.4%, Venezuela, then Andrews, Trinidad and Tobago, Belize, Colombia, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Brazil. But I said to you relative to probation, and I read and I referenced it and I said, countries with high levels of crime and violence. And when I say crime and violence, crime and violence, I said to you again, it's taking 
taken into consideration all criminal activity, including murder, those with a weapon and those without theft, and I reference that. Okay, when you when you study, so it's, so there's violence and crime in every country, but Jamaica, the Trinidad and Tobago, former colonized countries, and wherever you find a higher density of black and brown people or people of the African diaspora, they have the highest crime rates and not and coupled with or correlated with what? High levels of income inequality and poverty. Of course, sure. I don't yeah. Sorry, so, sorry, sorry. So so right now, yeah, go ahead. Yes, sir. Patrice here. I was asking, based on the statement that just that you just made, why why is it that in the African American um community or in minority community rather, you find that there is a high level of crime and there is a deficit as it relates to peace and equality? Is it stemming from um, slavery and the mindset and the, the whole issue of slavery and what had happened so many years ago, even in a post-colonized colonized society, there is still some level of, there is still some byproduct residue of what our ancestors would have experienced. Is it a mindset? Is it something that would have been passed on to us from generation? Or is it some? It is something that is just labelled among this specific um, community. Well, that's the same question. Like you're, you're asking the same question because you're um, you're asking you're asking about what's causing. You're still asking the same question: what's causing crime and violence, the theft, the um, abduction, robberies, um, 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 killing with the use of a weapon, even suicide rates are high, and so on and so forth. Of course. And I say to you, and of course, and I talk, and you say that in Jamaica and so on, of course, in Jamaica and in black and brown communities, former colonized communities, they're dealing with high levels of crime and violence. And at the same time, there is high levels of income inequality and poverty. And we said that when you, when social scientists and academics and so on study society, when they study society, say for example, so I took, so and I, and I did a study of Jamaica. I studied Jamaica, economic, I studied Jamaica using the Gini coefficient. And I also studied Jamaica's poverty. So what I did was to study Jamaica crime and violence and look at other communities and it is true when you study the crime and violence say okay crime and violence is sticking up in Jamaica and it's always been an issue but poverty and income inequality has always been an issue and lack of resources so now when people when there is a lack of resources people become creative people people are safe people get involved or see the underground underground economy which comes with a lot of vulnerability and tension and so on and so forth. But I saw, yes, in one sense, there is high levels. So in Jamaica, okay, I ask the question, are there, is there high levels of crime and violence in Jamaica compared to other countries where there's more people and, and, and communities? Yes, higher levels, yes. And it's the, uh, what about, uh, high, uh, what is in terms of, when you start to look at poverty, what's the Gini coefficient in Jamaica? The Gini coefficient, right? Gini coefficient in Jamaica, when I studied, when I studied the Gini coefficient, it was 0.45. Crime was still high, but I mean, it had risen significantly. Okay, and then, and then in, in the 2016, 17, 18, there was a massive drive, okay, to rid Spanish down in some of these communities, but that hasn't helped. You know why? Because it has, 
it hasn't followed the correlational investment in that's helped to deal with poverty and income inequality. Okay, no amount of, okay, look at what's going on in the US. Of course, there's mass killings and so on that also stem from human nature of privilege, in other words, extremism. There's also extremism in the world. So there's, of course, there's one that stems from the issue of, in, in, in terms of the, the type of crime and violence happening in, 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 in black and brown communities in the Caribbean and black and brown communities in the diaspora of the Caribbean and, and black and brown communities born in the US, like in Chicago and St. Louis and in the UK, all over the world. What I'm telling is the situations are similar, the dynamics. And when you study the, the reality, so remember, you have to study the reality. So, okay, crap. When you, when you study, you study, you study factors and how they correlate to make conclusions. So when I ask you to, to make a comment on a story, you're, you're, you want to study it within a particular, what discipline, what milieu, what frame are you using to analyze the thing? So, okay, you guys are asking me a question, but I don't, next week I'm going to come. I'm gonna, so I, by the way, I did give you a homework. And Hanif had a homework was to read, read um, Franz Fanon to give you a perspective and to read um, when you hear the Caribbean, you think of beautiful island of paradise. No, but and you know we have a lot of. Uh, by the way, we have a lot of um, secretarial stuff to take care of, which I haven't read through the um, the, the course online, and I haven't gone through the 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 or, it, or the, the lecture that. But we will get through that. I am from you know I am. We are all different. I understand that, and just so you know, people different. People respond to stimuli differently. People respond to different, different no matter, yeah, we're all Caribbean, but no matter, we are all individual, okay? And the way how I teach my dad is influenced probably within a particular context within academia. I'm in an American school. I went to, you know, I've been to several schools. I have three masters, you know, and, and, my, and I've taught several different institutions, working on my doctorate, and I have a, an idea of, and I'm writing several books and journals and work to have a way, and I, and, I, and I have an understanding of people. But then I said, when you look at the goals of this course and what we are trying to achieve, it's important for us to understand that I said to you, because of what this course is about, this course is not set in stone. Everybody will pass my course. Ask every student who sat this course. They know what. If you fail it because you dropped the course, you really didn't do anything. But nobody failed my course. No one. I don't believe in failure. Okay, it's not about failure. It is the power of the yet. What I believe, okay. I, what, I, what I want is for us to be empowered Caribbean thinkers, okay, who considers things and, 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 and contributes to academia and to current realities, right? Say, for example, my goal is to have you guys start writing for the newspapers, submitting articles and journals, okay? I haven't, we are going to, no, I'm going to ask you just to give me 15 minutes to wrap up if you can. That would be really great because I know, um, please give me 15 minutes to wrap up. Um, and, and if. Yes, sir. Um, I think for Patrice's question, I think with the critical thinking that you're instilling in us, I think for the issue of minority groups, all forms of prejudice from racism to classism and everything in between, I think we have to be direct. 
Um, the systems have been established, entrenched, they are coded and they are set and they are no longer implicit now. So I think that it is a system issue. One, the issue of race has not been touched because of fear to expose what is the truth, which Mr. Fannon very brilliantly poetically did while securing himself by speaking from the perspective of the oppressor, the oppressed and his perspective. He successfully spoke from three perspectives. What do you mean that oppressor? You can hear him speaking from the view of the oppressor, saying what the, the slaves were thinking based on their actions, speaking from the slaves' perspective and then going back to himself. So it is set. In the Constitution of the United States, black people are seen as animals. And no, no, that has... No, no, that, hold on, no, it's the Constitution. No, they're not. It recognizes all what so to be fair, black people have not been given a fair chance. Okay, let me let me clear on the side of caution. Black people are seen as less than. What the diplomatic term is minority group. It's just an intellectual insult. Is patronizing the fact that we are seen as less than, almost worthless, and we're never given a fair chance. Do you know, sir, that a black person in America cannot put their ethnicity when applying for a home? Otherwise, they will not get the loan. A man did that, and when he tried again for the, for the umpteenth time, he left out his ethnicity, searching every area that he may have buried. Credit score, amazing. No criminal record. And when he left out the fact that he was a black man in the application, he got an immediate response. So the reason, one of the reasons why minority groups, apart from the psychological barriers that we have helped to place on ourselves, the system has beat us. Mr. Connor, the same assignment to give us caused us to realize that we were identified as a threat because of our physical and intellectual potential. And we were mentally, emotionally, physically to the point of petrification due to fear. Our petrification period to, to see limitations in ourselves that didn't exist. And what happened now? We somehow made some mistakes and we adopted the negative side of the hip hop culture and all of the different errors that we made. But it was, it seems that it was mainly done by the system put on by the white peers, peers by Europeans. So I think that is the politically and the clinically correct response to Patrice's statement. The system caused us to help us in a, in a very powerful way to be where we are. And yeah. what kind of we put into perspective that the truth is that we are actually the greatest superpower and we have to realize it. So that's what, that's what I think, based on this course and your efforts to help us to think critically, is the reason. The system has helped, has put black people at the back. That's why minority groups, so-called, that's why we are doing as minority and that's one of the reasons why we are operating in the criminalistic ways that we are now. In all countries, America and the Caribbean and everywhere, all regions. You know, we, op we operate within a supremacist milieu, within a position of, you know, we talk about condition. When you study learning, 
there are different ways people hurt. Okay? People can condition a response, but that condition could be garnered over time based on the idea of reward, based on how that person is conditioned. Um, so there is this issue of system, I did talk about the issue of system or systemic. The, issue, the word systemic. Now, systemic injustice. We talk about de jure factor and de facto factor. I am going to be talking about some. Well, sir, you know what? That's so true, though, to some extent, even a lesser extent, sir. Be honest, sir. Be honest. In your, with all the intellectual power that you have. Isn't there some truth in it, sir? Even if you want to be cautious and not to just blatantly come out and say, isn't there some truth that the system has helped to crush us and help to put us in that? I mean, that's what I've been saying. It, we, we are studying. Directly, systems. sir. Directly. Isn't okay. it yes. Yes, okay. it, it systems. The systems, society is made, made up of systems. But I mean, am, am I going to. Society is made up of a system, and it's based on, yeah, on a system. A European, a European, a dominantly European system that we have been not courteously or politely asked or given the option to adopt, but we have been forcibly made to adopt globally and seeking to establish and find, we actually recapture our identity. We are wearing white, we are wearing European clothing. We, are, we have European economical systems. We have European systems overall. Even all of your Christianity is European. There has not been a black Jesus putting things to this day. That oh, okay, is okay, okay, okay. stops. stop. Boy. This is, wait, wait, stop. Oh, that is good. I love this. Now, have you guys all formulated your groups? Are you all in your groups? Because I have to take a break from that. We'll continue with the discussion, um, um, but I wanted to ask a question. Have you guys all gotten a chance to formulate your groups? How much person should be in our group? Sorry? How much person should be in our group? Um, the thing is, the class is keeps moving. Um, it went from 17 to 18, and I think it was 19, then I was 18. I don't know if people are missing today. Oh, well, we have 20 students now. Oh, wow. So uh, the thing is, I do not know how many persons we have, we have in the class because the numbers keep moving up and down. And I just don't know. But, um, but as I said to you, the most important part of this class, the paper, the end of term, it, it's going to get you 45 to 50%. And your participation, and if you write just the paper that will give you 50%, then of course it's going to be a midterm paper, which is going to be, I'm going to ask you to, which you will submit in your groups, okay? But um, you will get a chance to do that. To do it. What I will do is, I was going to give, I want to give you guys a chance to put yourself in the group, and then to come to me and tell me, okay, this is the group. But the, you guys have done that, so what I will have to do in groups, okay? And then I'm, I'm gonna. I will circulate the groups based on who comes. Sir, yes. Sir, excuse me. You had asked us to put ourselves in groups last class, and some yeah. persons have done that. So, are you going to? Um, will you override that? And and no, I will not. 
I will okay. not. Please remember, this class is that I am about empowering, empowering the individual, facilitating thinking, creativity. Yes, I am. That's what I'm about. That's what this class is about. That is why I said the course outline is not set in stone, except for the paper that I want you guys to do, because that is why when Patrice or Rose here is um, listens to read the course outline, I don't know if she got a copy of it. And I need an assistant. I need somebody. I need a class before we leave. Right today, I need somebody who corresponds with me and is in charge of ensuring that all the students have group up there uh, are in their groups class. Someone who is in, who um who is who is who, is, who um, an assistant so to speak, a class monitor, or the, um, a class facilitator, an assistant. Someone you guys may have to elect that person. So um so probably you guys should do that amongst yourself. Who is the and then that person on the ground will help to work out the groups and then give me the give me who the groups are and then what I'll do is I will assign you or ask each group to choose from the list of questions that I have. So next week, next week I have and Jason has his hand up. It says questions to consider for the lecture. Next week, these are I, I want each I want I, I think there were not 10 actually. Let me see how many questions. 14 questions. 14. I want each of you to, I want each of the group to take one of these questions, choose any one of the 14 questions the group in your groups when you have decided what groups you're in. And I want you to have a discussion and come to class to prepare to provide uh, a five minutes presentation on 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 each on the on the question that you have chosen, and the questions and uh, and these, these are very good questions. The first one is, I think people are trying to have their hands up. Jason, I see you. I will get to you in a second. What is Caribbean thought? Who determines this? And then I put a little bit I, something to the side, which is like an answer, which will help you. Past influences on the present. Um, second one, uh, past influences on the present. Past influences could be anything. That's general. That means, and that would involve how far do you go? As, because, I mean, as I said to you, the Caribbean is reinvention. Okay. We are hybridized people. But who determines this? Who determines Caribbean who, and um, so on and so forth? The question of what is anything is a question of life. The question about life requiring an investigation about what is true about reality. What does this mean when, in, when exploring the question, what is Caribbean? Is the Caribbean, is the white color crime occurring in Jamaica where the rich are having their black money in banks stolen as a result of colonization? Um, is Jamaica, I don't think you, I don't think you guys should do that question since I already deal with that. So skip that one. Um, second, next one is Jamaica's is Jamaica's corrupt. Is Jamaica a corrupt country which accounts for its competitiveness and vulnerability? Ugh. Mm -hmm.
One second, just a second. I'm not feeling well. I just got, suddenly I got sick. put yourselves in groups um, and select amongst yourselves a class monitor and identify a question that you guys want to choose for to discuss or to think about next week or any one of them. It's fine. Um, I didn't get a chance to go through this with us, but I, I, under, I presume that you guys have already and um, read the syllabus um, as it relates to assignments as it relates to the assignments um, I will send an email as to well as I mean to the reading the reading for next week okay and um, and I will follow up with you about that I'm not feeling very well so but um We will end the class um, at this point. But you know, before we end, I just wanted to make the point as it relates to your reading for last week, I had asked you to read saying that the Negro is not any more than the white man. When you study Caribbean thought, as I said, you're studying, you're studying post-colonial thinkers. That one of the fathers of post-colonialism is Franz Fanon. He used to live in French-occupied Algeria. And he wrote that, and I began with that. I wanted to start the lecture with that. Franz Fanon, in Black Skin, White Man. Caribbean thinkers have been influenced by Franz Fanon. Almost every Caribbean thinker you can think of, from Marcus Mark, Mark um, especially those of a nationalist, socialist bent, not all was influenced. People like Edward Siago and so on. Persons who subscribed to the Washington Consensus, they did not subscribe to Franz Fanon. And we, can, and we, and we will talk about who were these great minds in the Caribbean who subscribe to these ideas. 
but he writes that the Negro is not any more than the white man. No, Franz Fanon. In black skin, white man. He was courageous enough to speak the truth. And I think that's what um, philosophical writers um, do not want to do because of fear of being crushed by the system, blacklisted by the system. I believe that. Yes. You, we should exalt God as our protector over the oppressive power of any system and speak the truth because that is what God requires no more and no less let your yea and your nay be yes so therefore he will definitely be adopted and controversially speaking Mr. Siaga was not ethnically um, he wasn't black so he didn't in his blood and his perspective would even relate or be able to relate so he would not want to be, he would not be able to adapt the view of this man because he was off or predominantly whatever he was the ethnicity that he was he wasn't black and i wouldn't expect edward siaga as a non-black person to be a fan of mr fanon only black people and i'm going to say of course i can be corrected definitely will that the persons who adopted mr fanon's views were mostly all black people that's only logical. So we don't yeah. expect, and I, I don't expect, can't speak for anybody, sorry, but I don't expect any non-black person to be influenced by Mr. Fanon. I would never expect that. We can't Why? relate. Because, Why? sir, true, sir, it's true. Sir, listen, sir, there was a woman who came to Jamaica in a hotel, and she told her husband, Why did they take me to this place with all these black people? Oh, no, you come to Jamaica. We expect to see white people. So that's the truth. The truth of our reality is that universities try to crush the voice of the truth speakers. Black history has been eradicated completely. So till Argentinians are not even black. And black history has been eradicated from many university archives. Forget the yes. truth of black. We don't even know where and how far we have been going. Thank you so much, Daniel. Sir, and I'm history from you. Because you know what you have to do to get access to the truth of black history? You have to do something controversial and possibly illegal. You have to pull some strings. You probably have to compromise your name. Do you guys see what they're doing in uh, they're blocking AP studies from countries? But um, let me wrap up the lecture real quick. I'm going to wrap this up real quick. The, the Negro is not an not any more than white. We are greater people, sir, but we are not made us equal, and we have to be humble, and we have to be loving unequivocally, and we have to be unconditionally loving and accept the truth that God made. But the reality of the system is that we are better than black people. Education came from Upper Africa, made to Upper Africa, all knowledge came from the East. Okay, all right. So, okay, hold on. So, now when you speak, now there's one thing now. I like how you're speaking, but when we speak and make. I'll speak. Oh, sir. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me finish. When we speak and we make generalizations, good too. Okay, fine. You, you said. It's um, true, sir. Wait, we come from. We all. We, I mean, you made some point, but you also want to support that. It's true, sir. But that is an alleged. That is an no, alleged. Sir. So, no, listen. I need, wait, I need, hold up. What, the point, I, at the point I'm making, 
Believe it, sir. That there is empirical truth in it because I can't get a hold. I will never be allowed to get a hold of the evidence. So empirically, sir, it is true. That was. It is basically an empirically true, sir. Be honest in your soul of souls, in your heart of hearts, as a God-fearing person. Forget that you're a professor. Yes, that Just as a as a God-fearing man, we need to discern, sir. As well. But what I'm saying that we need the black persons are marginalized and have freedom writers and freedom fighters who had suffered to get even what Mr. Fanon did. He had suffered in some way. You have to have been you have to have been pressured in some way. And even admonished against what he was doing. Let me ask a question. So okay. Um, see, so you, are, you said that Franz Fanon must have suffered in some way, okay? Why do you why do you assume why do you assume why do you assume that Franz Fanon must have suffered in some way to have written the book? Ever tried to speak the truth of any reality concerning oppression or any form of prejudice? Have you ever among a group of persons who you're coming at as bold? to do the same and in that group among persons who exhibited, exhibited this at the prejudice have you ever done that okay and no they were, let me all right fine fine but, no Hanid, i'm trying to direct your conversation okay because you the point i'm making here is so what I'm tired of, let me tell you what I'm tired of, sir. This is what I'm completely tired of. As I go, as I try to get out of um, education, I try to reach the upper peculiarities of knowledge, like yourself, as you're aspiring to be more close, you're getting there, sir. I'm tired, I'm tired of the implicit nature of education. I'm tired of the non-directness. I'm tired of the voidness. I'm tired of the vast, the voyage and the ocean. I'm tired of the, 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 the target being in front of us. I'm tired, sir. Sir, we must learn. Cost us what it may. And of course, it will cost us. We'll be nervous and anxious. We'll have to speak to it. So, if you are going to come education, we can't, we can't digress, regress. We can't divert. We have to be direct. We have to. Persons are selling their souls to become superstars in this media. Celebrities as artists and actors and actresses. If we are going to do any justice to philosophy and critical thinking, we have to be truthful, we have to be direct, we have to be precise. We can't be concise and take shortcuts. We have to be precise or else we are disrespecting the very education that we're pursuing. And we are disrespecting the memory of the black persons who have died to give us this freedom to speak uh, across these media. We can't continue like this, sir. It is right. dire. Hold on, sir. We are okay. oppressed. Right, then, hold on. Okay, I have to cut you, um, Hanif. I'm trying to... I don't know if you're hearing me. Um, I was trying to make a point earlier that I understand what you're saying. But... Um, the point I'm making here is when you make a point, it is good you as is you must support your point. When you make a point, um when you if okay, say for example, you said 
I said, why do you believe that Franz Fanon must have experienced whatever he experienced to have written what he wrote? That's the question. So then how do you answer that? You answer the, okay, now I'm not going to tell you how to answer in the sense that you must, this is, you must answer it by arriving at this idea. But it is how you answer it, into, okay, in terms of you want to speak, you want to say, well, in my, and I asked you guys to read the preface of Franz Fanon. I thought you were going to answer it in relation to what I asked you guys to read. You answer it by saying this. Well, and you maybe you read widely, Omi Baba. You say, well, I read Franz Fanon, and in his book, Wretched of the Earth, he says, according to Wretched of the Earth, he was ill. Franz Fanon is a psychologist, a fighter, who, whose country was occupied by Algeria in the 1950s. And in, and, but he got ill, he, got, he was very sick and he was a writer and so on. And he had to leave his home country that was, and he was a fighter, but he had to stop the fighting and leave his home country and travel to France. And he did not want to go to France, but that's where the best doctors and the place was to get to get treated on his journey on his journey to on his journey to africa to um to get treatment in france he went to um so yeah first of all he was a, his country was colonized and he, he was and there was the the french revolution and he fought and he was part of the the, the war of the french the algerian revolution um, fighting against the French for independence. So yes, so he was colonized. He's part of the control. So he went to what he did. And thirdly, he went to, and he went to, um, and while traveling, he traveled to different countries until he got, but I don't think he reached France. He went to Liberia, That, but Liberia was also occupied by France. But his journeys to seek treatment from France, sorry, from Algeria to uh, to 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 France um, to on his way to France, but he didn't get there. He the reality is what he saw. He couldn't believe it. So that he, he anywhere he in his travel, every time he saw the black man, he saw the black man in a very pitiful, subjugated position. He is always at the bottom. And then not only that, when he when he now um, when he meets the other, the external. When he beats the, me, the, 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 uh, um, the colonial masters or, or a, a white person, a Caucasian person, they'll look at him in pity. They'll look at him, even if they're not doing injustice to him by withholding anything from him. They still treat him with the indignity of being an individual, looking at him with pity and in weakness and so on. And so, and then, and when he went to get treatment at the final level, um, at the hospital, he was looking at the people with suspicion. The nurses, people who came for him, were very difficult because he believed that they did not provide the kind of care that they would have provided, that they provided other people there. So that he would come and say what he said. We are wretched um, of the earth. So when he, the, the, the neighbor, but he said that we are wretched of the earth. He's describing a situation 
the Negro position, the black position in the world, the colonial man, and to study Caribbean, it's study colonization. It's to study Franz Fanon, okay? Franz Fanon is a, one of the fathers, the fathers of the post-colonial, of post-colonialism. And he was instrumental in combing psycho psychoanalytic theory, psychoanalytic theory, with um, psychoanalytic theory, with um, with colonization. Looking at but but when you talk about the psychoanalytic theory, you're studying man in terms of his mind, and 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 some and that tendency to push things to the subconscious and the subconscious in order for him to continue live the empowered self. So it was all about being, he thought in terms of the empowered self. Okay, he wanted escape from his reality and the reality of the people he experienced. So he write what he wrote. The Negro, okay, but, but this, but it's quite interesting how he wrote. He said the Negro man, the Negro is not any more than the white man. Okay. In other words, that was his psychoanalysis of the colonized, the colonized being the systematically controlled man and woman. In a sense, when he said the Negro man is not anymore, is not, full stop, any more than the white man. In essentially, what is he doing? He's removing the dominant view with, within comparisons. He is removing the dominant view within which we compare and define ourselves. He's removing the, he's interrupting the, uh, the pattern. That is why he, he wrote in, in so the, it's written in a, in a, in a, it, it's written, the Negro is not, but he doesn't follow the laws of English or the laws of language. You put a full stop where a full stop not supposed to go. But that was intentional to interrupt our pattern of thinking. And when he says anymore, people never, and start with the capital A, it wasn't a grammatical error. Okay, it was deliberate. That was his violence. When we talk about violence, that was his way. This, it was this, it was this, it was this far, far non, this, this idea of far non found way in the socialism of the Caribbean, the nationalism that they tried to, because nationalism was about empowering so trying to capture the man in the way that Fanon had envisioned that's the man that they had envisioned so people are okay so when you think about religious thinkers okay who have contributed significantly that in the in, in contemporary time especially from the 1950s and up you think about how people like Franz Fanon has have influenced nationalist thinking, Caribbean thinking. So when they say, oh, I want to know where you start from, sir. No, you want to know where I start from because you are not thinking yourself. The thing is, learning is not an empty jug thing. I am not going to, okay, you have to come to the table with your thinking, but all, my job is to guide your thinking. So Hanif, Hanif has a lot of ideas, but no, I have to guide it, I have to mold it. Because, okay, as in, in, in academic language, so that it doesn't sound like the everyday one of the male people talking on the bus. I don't want to hear everything. Okay, when I ask you to comment. Are you, you know, sir, are you telling me think critically, you know, you have a new job. Yes. Uh, but, but, okay, but thinking critically now, 
as you go, as you as you move from one educational level to the next, and as you are exposed to more things, you know sometimes look at some in order for you, yes, to overcome and to challenge the system. Sometimes you have to understand how they think and how they put things. So, so all yes, that, sir. So when I when you say to me, oh, why did he think like that? You went somewhere else, but I want to speak to the issue at hand. What in his reading? What have you read about his life? What have you read about his life or surrounded? And if you guys, if none of you have not read Franz Fanon, that is your homework this week to learn about Franz Fanon and how his ideas and how his thinking is influential in the development of Caribbean thinking today, especially in within the people of the 60s and the 70s. The kind of independence that we got, the nationalist, nationalism and them and, and he was a socialist, you know? That's what I'm talking about. Yes, go ahead. Ooh. It doesn't change reality, sir. I believe that no matter how much truth we digest, even from the passion and power that you're delivering me, sir, with sincerity and other persons like you in centuries to come, if we live that long, it will never give us what we need, which is the freedom. The fact that Malcolm Obama in his inauguration had to be placed behind bulletproof glass was embarrassing enough to the black race, embarrassing enough to what America says, land of the free. And nothing that Fannin wrote could have changed the reality of the persons in America if they had dared to even like you and other persons like you read or to have read Fannin's writings. So that's what I'm saying, sir. Ingesting knowledge doesn't change the reality of what we need knowledge to change, which is impacting change. Action, sir. Affirmative action. We can't just be persons eating, cursing, sitting on the couch, getting fat, waiting to die of a, a heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and all of them. The yes, and that, that is why I can't wait to move. This, that is why I'm telling you, this course is going to move you. It's supposed to move to challenger. Yes. But as I said to you, I like your response. I like your answer. You talk about the Bible says, and and because of a lack of knowledge, we perish. But what knowledge are we talking? About? What knowledge? We okay. have enough. Have enough to no longer perish, sir. That's no, what I'm saying. Right, the critical thinking, where you what? challenge, where you where you think about you in relation to other things, and why are you you? Is it because of your own ideas, or because the ideas came from somewhere, and the idea is steep, and the ideas. And listen, and the ideas is, is steeped in circumstance and nature, according to Kant. Kant says, Immanuel Kant says that, as he says, that the development of moral codes and institutions was ruled out as irrelevant and even dangerous in the study of morals. In other words, there is no morals, there is no foundation that you can look to the foundation of institutions to study morals in other words in other words so because we and hanif yes you're, you you agree with me this you 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 are following me good and so what i would love for you guys to do now take what you take your ideas and do what sir and and it's write. Not, it's not enough to do the, the amazing job that you're teaching us to do which is get an education that's not affirmative action that's the acquisition of knowledge to, to that's action that's action sir but the yeah. affirmative in this context even in context 
is to do something with the knowledge you have acquired. Plants get the knowledge. They get they photosynthesize the knowledge of sunlight and produce fruit and reproduce. Human beings synthesize the knowledge of procreation in the form of intimacy and reproduce of their offspring. Animals synthesize it through instinct and reproduce. What are we doing with the philosophical, critical thinking that we are accumulating? In terms of empowering ourselves as black people with the resurgence of oppression, the shootings, the constant marginalizations, the fact that we cannot be at the pinnacle, we, we are not in the top of anything. Well, if it's, no, it's, it's, we are the fastest man. Because and that's what this course is going to talk about. And you already where, where does your Where does where does your thinking come from and what are you doing? Say, for example, for example I said to you, social, no, I talk about, say, for example, I, 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 talk about, I talk about social media. What's the solution? Okay, talk about the decentralization of information. Because look what's going on in, look what's going on in Russia today. Russia is invading another country because... Sir, that has nothing directly to do with what we are suffering. We are sympathetic and sympathetic, empathetic. And if we could have taken a percent from government and stop Putin or fight with the Ukrainians, we will. What I'm saying, sir, applying to our reality as we empathize with the Ukrainians. We have to do something. Action is no longer cute. It's no longer the norm. The trend was trending. It's affirmative action, sir. I'm saying to you again, and I say to my very best, sir, when we gather all of this powerful knowledge, we need to get up off of our lives and do something in our country. Yes. Of course, yes, yes. And now I, of course, and we and we're going to talk about that because I think um, I actually added a reading or a, I added a, a, I added an activity in the You're in America, as a black man. If that doesn't interview you, yourself actualized. If you choose question in the All right, hold up. I'm going to cut you. I'm going to pause you right now. Hold on. So I understand the point you're making, and of course you're making the point I make. I said this course is not just about getting passing the getting credits. Okay, this particular course is designed to empower you. This okay, this course is designed to help you think critically about diverse currents and who we are as a people, and not to take who we are as a people for granted. Understanding that that comes from a past that okay, which which provides an uncertain future. And if we are to fix our uncertainties in the future, it begins by reinventing the maybe what Dana Berry, Berry says, rewriting our own history, reinventing and reimagining the black man. Okay, but that is first if we agree with the whole idea of this, of, 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 of this course, critically examining and re-examining who we are as Caribbean people and from a position of skepticism and a, a position of suspicion, we may even depart, we may not, we may even take take at liberty okay what michael manley had said what edward siaga had said okay um we may do we may have problems with some of these things with, with some of these thinkers with nelson and the trevor monroe and the rex network we may have problem with some of these 
Jamaican thinkers because we might say, well, they what all they did, what which is what I have said, and I have been writing about that. All they did was to ceremonially accept freedoms and independence. When I don't want any independence handed to me, am I not a man? Am I not born in this world free, without freedom, without without freedom being gifted to me through arrangements? Am I not an individual? Without, okay. Okay, some people can fight for their freedoms, and but other people have to go to ceremonies to get it on a piece of paper so that now our independence and our freedoms were given to us through, through civil rights and through an independent ceremony that, okay, as a, in a sense, another group of people have all the intent, have all the independence and freedoms and can give you, give you the right to be an individual, give you the right to be a man, give you the right, okay, but with strings attached because these very same people who negotiated Okay, Jamaica's independence and our freedoms with the neoliberal technocrats of the Washington Consensus of the Global South. Okay, according to if you read people, if you read um, uh, Michael Crozier, okay, bureaucratic phenomena. If you read that his book and several other thinkers talking about the arrangement of um, the, 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 the bureaucratic phenomena. No, but I'm talking on the top of my head. But these things are discussed in the lecture that I have. That when I've sent it to each of you, you can read. But I want to wrap up this by saying, when we hear of the Caribbean, when we hear of Jamaica or the Caribbean, we think of beautiful islands of paradise with sea, sand, sun, reggae music, cannabis, and Irish people like you said, both. People who are living out their best dreams, desires, and lives. But this book analyzes the motif, that motif, that prevailing idea, given the historical and current economic and political situation in Jamaica and the Caribbean and the world itself. There are people who are rich in Jamaica and there are people who are poor. Okay. And there are people who blame, you know, there are people who say, blames, you, you know, we blame the, the, the politicians, but you know who must be blamed too? Um, we must, the Jamaican people, because we've been complicit that Hanif has been talking about. Hanif. According to the video, if you watched it, Life and Death, they said, the, I said, the Jamaican government was weak, need, and they lack vision. But what about the Jamaican people? We as a people in Jamaica, what have we done? Okay, in terms of part of Jamaica's problem is that we lack that competitiveness. We're not competitive. Okay, and that competitive, that lack of competitiveness, that lack, lack of competition that has dogged us. Okay, is as a result of interventionist policies of the 1970s, where we where we had to go to OPEC. I mean, when, sorry, when when OPEC raised raised um, oil, and we and and. Okay, but the money that from the 50s and the 60s, where did that go? I mean, let me tell you, we this is this is this is quite interesting. But so we lift up the challenges of the Caribbean, which is economic, but it's also religious because religion has hold us back. I interviewed the executive director of um, Herflow Foundation, talking about her work to end period poverty, and she talked about the greatest the, the greatest challenge was the church. The church, the Jamaican, okay, the church posed up the greatest because of, and then the church, and in a sense that the church, and, and, and the cultural ideas about masculinity and gender and sexuality 
Because in Nigeria, about period poverty. What is period poverty? We talk about poverty in Jamaica and the Caribbean and poor country. Poverty where some people in Jamaica, some girls, they don't have resources, okay, to get menstrual tools, okay? The, menstru the men menstruation tools. Okay, and so they, do, they, they skip school and so on and so forth. That's a major issue in the world that's affecting, that's, 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 that's deepening the realities of poverty for our girls in the Caribbean and in Jamaica. And there are people do, doing something about that. But guess what? People are fighting against it. Who's fighting against it? The church. Okay? Who because who promotes an idea, a particular ideology? But she said, you know what? I couldn't. Okay, but when I reach out for them for help, they ask me for an offer. But outside of that day, I could not go into the organization to talk about period poverty, to talk about girls, talk about female sexual health. I couldn't do that. The greatest fight was from the church. And I say to you that, it, okay, the church, the ideology come, comes from a culture that continues to keep, you know, you know, you know I said to you, say, for example, that I, and I have written about this. I have written about this, about the whole issue of gambling in Jamaica. What is if I what is the what is the position of gambling? Okay, fine. Where does it come from? And I say the Jamaica, but not all Jamaicans believe that. Okay, so it's it's a probably generally speaking. But what are the views of gambling in Jamaica in terms of casino gambling? Country other countries who compete with Jamaica do not want Jamaica to have casino gambling. Absolutely not. We don't want the competition. So we want these countries to hold on to ideologies and, and to subscribe to religious ideologies that they don't even subscribe to anymore. But we have adopted and developed into our own theology, which has been borrowed to help, according to some people, to keep, to keep the Caribbean man down, which is, you know, you talk about Bob, um, Bob, Bob Marley says that, I don't subscribe to capitalism or Marxism. I subs okay, subscribe to religion, religious consciousness. No, that's powerful. I'm going, we're going to deal with that. What do you mean by that? I don't subscribe to any economic principle. I subscribe to a conscious, a God consciousness. Because God is what's going to save us. And a God, not in Jesus, but a God in Rastafari, a God that identifies with the with the eye. The eye when you know I used to, I never used to understand the I and I. What is I and I? The I and I. And people and we used to look down and people. I used to look down and watch the fire and then my mom just you know my mom she didn't she didn't want us to rub shoulders with Rasta. Why my Rasta? You know, Christian people, you know. My Rasta. My Rasta. You know, with this whole supremacist mindset about looking and this franchisement and be and feeling special and privileged and positioned, okay, in society. Because we take for granted the casualties of life, which is not really casual. It's developed into a complexity. Okay, which to unpack it, it requires dissecting many things. Okay, so that you know, so when I really just, but he says, I don't subscribe to capitalism or Marxism or communism, I subscribe to a kind of religious consciousness. We're going to see that in the movie Who Shot the Sheriff. I don't subscribe to that, I subscribe to, to a religious consciousness. We're gonna record this is being recorded, so you know I'm gonna you guys will shoot get a copy. You will get a copy this recording. This one, and by the way, the first record, the first class we did is available on YouTube, it's available all over the world, it's available on Google Podcasts, it's available in um, and I think a link of it is, so you can visit to people to guys, you can I mean there it's there. 
But what I'm saying to you, he said, so you talk about we should do something about it, Hanif said. We should do something about it, Hanif. We should do something about it. You know, but people have been doing something about it, but people have been fighting them. If it, you know, if you read the, uh, the Caribbean, the Caribbean reader, the editor, one of the editors, one of the writers talk about, look at um, Grenada, what happened in Grenada. Okay. And that kind of people, I mean, it was in the 50s when they had the coup. When they come and they were the coup in Grenada, but there was a civil war in Grenada. Okay. And one set of Grenadians was fighting against the other set of Grenada. And that's what has happened. That's what has kept down people. This economic system of putting people in classes, putting people in races, putting people in social groups. Because even in Caribbean, even in Jamaica, there are classes, social groups. The more educated you are, the more English you speak, yes, the more British you look, the browner you look, the issue of colorism, okay? Even within the Caribbean, as much as we say we are not racist, we are affected by international racism because the majority, the majority of the people in Jamaica are black, and we are affected by the black, by where the, by this, by the black position in the world. We have more black people, then you have more problems, more crime and violence and problems, then inequality and so on and so forth. Okay, you're going to find that. And so, uh, so, so, I, what, how I am talking, I am, I am disrupting a lot. I'm challenging a lot, but. So he talks about the consciousness, the I and I. He, Bob Marley wanted to separate from the, the colonizers who colonized his people. Say, well, and 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 then and then tell him that the people in Africa never had religion; they were primitive, which is not that true because the Africans had religion, they had language, they had civilization, they had science, and some of them were Christians. When you start. This, when you read the archives, and I had a chance to read some of the archives at, the, at Georgetown University, studying some of that period, okay, and start to read the, and read things, some of the right things. Of, they had religion, that's why I said, we, a lot of intellectuals suffer, suffer from that ideology that comes from the global north, thinking that they never had idea, they never had religion and so on. But anyways, but... Bob Marley said, the I and I, 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 I want to eat Anyway, so Sir, anyway, we didn't so much to say. Yes, yes, go ahead. Sir, it's 10 minutes to 10. 10 minutes to 10, yes. But let us fit, let's wrap up this by, this last section by saying. Sure, wrap up again. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, you said that already. My head is hurting, sir. Every, every, fine, every day to start, we have class to okay, 10. But, Oh wow! Okay, this is the last class. Then we will we will wrap up early. But I want you guys to formulate yourselves in group. Who is the leader of this group? Chantel. Chant Chantel. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Good night. You have good night. I I'm gonna give you a homework. I would like you to be my assistant for this course. Okay, sir. Great. It's your response. All the students, please. Um, let's say I would love to know. I'm gonna give you my email and everything, and we can talk. And but your job is to, you know, just ensure. Let, let, let me help to formulate the groups and so on. And then we're gonna provide the questions. Each group will get through the questions and then come next week, ready to talk about it. But talk about, talk about, talk about it by critically. And uh, okay. And then we're gonna begin looking at critical thinking in a more in, um, in terms of. I'm gonna send you a piece, an article about critical thinking. 
you are going to read that and so when you okay so i am going to give you an article to read about critical thinking yes, and sir. you are going to also choose one of the readings for next week and then you are going to comment on the reading for next week week in relation to what you have read about critical thinking okay but i would need to know the groups by at least sunday so by sunday i want to send out the, everything to you guys um you but you'll get the readings and then i'll see the groups and and then you i'll know and by the way questions are there choose one of the if you haven't received a lecture if you haven't received any of the notes or anything talk to chantelle and um then because sometimes i after a while i get very busy okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna be coming i'm gonna be very very busy extremely busy um yeah go ahead I'm listening to you, sir. Okay, so, so that's very important. I wanted to make the point though earlier when I was talking about Franz Fanon about stripping away the moving. You know, I, you're gonna if I said if I were to ask you an exam, if you were if I were to give you an exam or next week, if I were to give you a pop quiz, if I were to give you a pop quiz next week, ask you, I may ask you, what do you understand by what is your understanding of the idea of relative deprivation in relation to what in relation to crime and violence in Jamaica? Okay, one. The second question might be, what is your understanding? I mean, what does what is what um what is Fanon getting at when he says the Negro is not anymore the white man? I, okay, I may ask you, okay, do you believe that the Caribbean represents a place lacking beauty, intelligence, creativity as a result of colonization and theft? Okay. You might be able to answer, you should be able to answer that question. You know, if I were to ask you that, those questions today. Okay, because as I said to you, you guys have to read outside of class. If you go to the platform and read, you will see what the topic for week one, topic for week two, topic for week three. The first couple of weeks we are doing, we are conceptualizing the course. Okay, we're conceptualizing the course. And uh, let me see. So week one, I said we were going to look at uh, introductions, privilege, power, position, need for critical thinking. We are doing that. We are talking about privilege, power, position in a general way. Okay, but as I said, now we're going to start looking at critical thinking and defining critical thinking as we get into, um, as we move further. We talk about Caribbean thought ideology and philosophy and the foundations of knowledge now that's very important so in the conceptualizing caribbean thought we're saying that we have to first challenge we have to first think about that thought i mean what is the i mean can, can we have to put it into perspective so i usually make general i engage the student in a conversation i'm giving a lecture but i expect it to respond if you don't respond that's fine but i am i am Giving you a lecture in the first two classes, you don't speak. That's fine. I'm used to that when you know, on, at the undergraduate level at, when a professor is providing a lecture. There is not much give and take because you're just learning about the professor. You're learning about the student. You're learning about the material. So my first four weeks is always introduction, familiarizing yourself with everything we're going to do. When you read a book, or if you read my book, it starts with a preface. And my preface is usually long. My my professor once said, my the editor of the book, the second book I'm writing, said, Oh my god, 
But my preface is a summary containing a lot of the, the, sums, the assumptions and the principles and the arguments. So now as we, when we begin introduction, because we move from, okay, so this is part of the preface and the introduction and so on and so forth. So this, so we, so we're still dealing with the first aspect. And then it says week two, the challenge of identity and the issue of sexuality. We are not going to get into that yet. Okay. We won't get into that as yet. And we, and can I tell you, we will get through to the class because some of what I've added in the class is more than what you should know. Okay. It's more than what you should know. But based on how I have designed my lecture notes and so on, I've designed it in such a way so that you will get, you will realize the goals of the class. Say, for example, it's important that I speak the way how I speak so that you understand um, well, um, philosophical thinking and inquiry that is directed, that utilizes, um, that, okay, talk, you have to speak in a certain way. And if I want to, we want to, because we're in academia, okay, and we are learning so that we can move us to do things. By the way, the last class I have this, uh, introduction to podcasting, blogging and digital technology. You see that here? Introduction. And, and just before we, we, and before week 11, we're going to do deconstructivism, critical history and philosophy. I told you we just talk about it. We are going to talk about philosophy. But we'll get there. And then, of course, we talk about immigration and brain drain. We talk about um, uh, colonialism. And when we talk about colonialism and decolonization, we're going to talk and so we, we, we visit those people. Um, talk about religious consciousness, social um, social consciousness. We, who shot a sheriff? We don't want to talk about religious thinkers and Caribbean thinkers. We talk about Rastafari, Rastafarianism and black consciousness in Jamaica and the rise of the Muslims and so on. Okay, you can look far to find people who contribute to that. As it relates to the Muslims, but well, we're going to look at religious consciousness in week seven. Science and technology. What contributions have the Caribbean made to science and technology? What is the dominant thought? Who can we look to? Uh, what are people doing now? Because that's part of my goal. Fine, yes, we're going to revisit that generally. But what are we doing now? What can we do for the future? But let us revisit what... Let us revisit for what the first thing you do as a skeptic, as skeptic, as post-colonial thinking, is to look at what you have and to begin to, to reflect on it, to brainstorm. So we are brainstorming within critical things. Yes. Go ahead. So it's now 10 o'clock and I'm having a terrible headache, so I'll be leaving. All right, so, okay. All right, so now, you guys, okay, so this is, so we are going to, we're wrapping up and that's, this is the last point. Thank you so much. So and I... For what? Wrapping up, sir. I'm having a terrible headache. I wrote back to you in the group and asked if I could leave, but, but there was oh, no sure. response. Yeah. I mean, if you have guys, I mean, we finish at nine, so I mean, I only asked for 15 minutes. So at 9 15, people who want to leave could have left. I apologize, but yes, um, but if you want to stay, that's fine. I'm just saying, you know, this is being recorded, so um, so this will be available. So I am also, I'm still going to. Whether I'm still going to, I'm going to wrap up the discussions here, but it will be recorded and I'm going to post it up on the JTS, a link to it on the JTS platform. 
and I'm going to also have it available on YouTube and so, so if you guys want to go back and if I can email it to you and have you upload it I'm going to do that so that you guys can go back to it and review because I have said I in my lecture today I have defined relative deprivation looking at societies and comparing that with Jamaica mechanics I have talked about what colonization is and process. Yes, I have talked about um, um, I have talked about situation thing, defi the de defining Caribbean within its wider context of the Americas and beyond that, Western civilization that has certain ideological principles that helps to shape Caribbean. Okay, such as Newtonian thought, which people such as Immanuel Kant have challenged with his with his critical history okay say that history is a result of human nature and circumstance okay and when you take that into consideration the fact that the caribbean okay the caribbean which has religion and which has um a people and identity then the challenge of the Caribbean must be taken into consideration how those ideas influence, say for example, the religious ideas, which in some ways affect our economic system, okay, affect ideas of masculinity and gender. And those ideas, how does it affect us today? How does it affect how does it and I do are we don't there's no major Caribbean thinker that you can that you that we can draw on, no Jamaican thinker that we can draw on about this issue of masculinity and how we treat women and our ideas about women and our ideas about sexism and our ideas about economic systems and principles and how we teach, okay, and how and how we view all and there is nobody that we can look to. Maybe we can look to um Michael Manley and Edward Siaga, maybe in a sense. But to be, but as I said to you, if the Caribbean is an invention of the 21st century, so therefore we have already defined Caribbean as an invention of the 21st century. And I say to you, when you look at Caribbean, you have to study culture, which is a way of life, okay? Which involve, okay? You have to study economics, which look, you're talking about the kind of economic system. You have to study our thinking, our thinking, which involves the um, philosophical thinking. Okay, and we talk about thinking about a general will, a general culture. You have to be careful about making generalization using the inductive method of reason to formulate conclusions about people. Okay, we have said much in this class, and I was I am I am not reading from. I'm going back. So when so I'm telling you, I sometimes it you talk about Amif, you talk about what's going on in the Caribbean, we're not reading. Do you know? Let me tell you, the Bible, uh, the Bible was written in a certain language that only the elites, the nobles, at one time, they used to sell indulgence, they used to sell forgiveness. Okay, and if you never had money, you couldn't, that's why the church, why is the Catholic church the, the wealthiest church? Because, you, you, have you studied the Dark Ages and saw what the, the evil that took place in the Dark Ages? So, but yet still, people pretend to work hard and they have a, and all of a sudden they start to judging others and thinking that they are better when if you dig deep in their history, it's a history of theft and violence. And then of course, we, we've talking about, we spoke about Adam Smith, influenced by Jean-Baptiste Colbert, talking about 
um, the accumulation of capital. We said that already and we say it again. I'm repeating myself over and over. Okay, the economic, so when you study Caribbean, you're also studying our economic system. What influenced that? So you say, oh, what about Caribbean people? No, Cari it, it doesn't start with Caribbean thinkers. The Caribbean thinkers themselves were was influenced by other people. And I want to go as far back as we go. So that we can put into perspective why Michael Manley and Edward Siaga and Trevor Monroe, yes? And all these Jamaicans and Keith and Novella Nelson, who many Jamaicans don't know about. Because you know why? They, academia and, people, and university, the West Indies, that subscribe to the traditionalist view of education, park it on the, back, on the backwaters of education. They continue to do the same thing that their colonial masters did. Okay? As soon as they get power, they do, they do the same thing. Power corrupt. Okay, that's human nature, that fallen state. I have questioned, I have questioned Edith, Edith um, Clark's um, analysis, okay, of social dynamics in Jamaica. One of her, her rationale. I have questioned that on the book, my mother. So, you know, if I were a student, I'd be in my phone checking my mother who fathered me and Edith. I'd run home and read it. I can't wait to go read this book. My mother who fathered me by Edith. But I read that book when I was in sixth form. In sixth form. Okay. And then, of course, but the book was never had Rex Netiford, but Rex Netiford, the book was updated and revised, and then Rex Netiford made a contribution to the book. The way in which Rex Netiford defined Caribbean was quite unique and quite powerful and very refreshing. Rex Netiford was instrumental. Okay, in continuing this Farnonian think, Farnonian thinking of 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 reimagining and reinventing the, the empowered man as uniquely individual to himself, except and apart from a general will, but underscoring the importance of, but underscoring the importance that because he is part of a black, because of the black, because he's black and his family is part of a race that was concepted. So just so you know, I'm gonna tell you in the next class, probably now. Race is a conception that was developed in, in, the, in, in the 1600s, before slavery. But there was no idea of race. It was, race was never a biological thing. It became part of the dominant thinking. To support what they what um what the uh the Europeans were about to do at the time, what the mercantilists were, what they were about to do, they were uh, uh, um, they were about to engage, they were about to engage in 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 demeaning a whole race of people and get them to work a plantation. But they, in order for them to do that, they have to find a standard, they have to find a narrative, a narrative that fits a language. That is why you know, they don't want people to read. They don't want people to get knowledge. If you get knowledge, and you're going to find things out. You're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to discover something. You're going to realize that, oh, Christopher Columbus never discovered um, the Americas. Yet still, he is, he is celebrated. But when you start to read language, then you understand, yes, he did discover the Caribbean. And if I want you to have a debate with me about that, Christopher Columbus did discover the Caribbean. At first I had said yes, then I said no, he did. Then I said, 
Yes. But guess what? Language is important. It depends on how you define, discover how you're thinking. Because within, within, within conservative thinking, within a culture that, that treats the black race as livestock and as no one, and other people as no one, then yes, there was no world. There's no world outside of Europe. There's no world outside of Anglo-Saxon. There's no world. There's no value in life. Value, okay? So yes, Christopher, when the white race discovered the new world, they were the first to have done that. Because the white race, outside of the white race, there's no government. Outside of the white race. So, a history that says that the. There is no Sorry. You said there's no what? I didn't get that last part. There is no race except the white race. Okay. The white race, the area, that is the end of. It's quite powerful when you think about it, language. This is, you know, when you say that Christopher Columbus discovered, Christopher Columbus discovered Jamaica, the Caribbean, you're saying that this is a very important point that I've done. This is a, I'm, I'm, but this is going to be recorded, so it's going to be part of a wider production. That we're going to do. But this is very important. It's going to be part of the discussion in my book. By the way, please, if you have articles and journals, write to the Nearly World blogs. Submit blogs and articles to me. I'll edit it and publish it for you. If you have stories that you want to share on the Nailable podcast or on my YouTube channel, share the story. Share, start share. My job is to get you mad about this stuff and start writing and upsetting and then doing stuff to empower people. So not only am I right, I'm meeting people and I'm empowering people. I'm, 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 you know, I recently I met a, a second, a first generation Jamaican. His father is in jail. His brother is in jail. He has no male figure to look up to. And I, and I said, I, and you know, and I take him on the American, I'm going to bed. And I used to work with case management in, in the US. I used to work with case management, helping to develop families, empowering. It was one of the best jobs I could ever do. And it was powerful. And the resources and to empower people and the lack of education in African American community, really dumb. But you know, they make you dumb so that you don't think about things in the Say for example, you didn't know that you didn't know that there were loopholes in the in, in taxis. You would not you would never know. One of my friends who studied who said um he, he had a master in human resources management and management and so on. One of my fraternity brothers, I fraternity in the US. Um he said when he went to college he did not. He wanted to study um, science and technology, he wanted to study um, computer science and data and whatever. He couldn't do it because he was not exposed to the kind of math that he needed to have done in order to do course because he went to a black school or a school where you don't have to do that. But then you need to do it in order to get the career that you need to get to the next level. So when you talk about education, you need the education because, okay, you need the education so that you can, real education so that you can understand things so that you can move to the next level. Because, uh, because of a lack of knowledge, people perish. That's a strategy. The strategy is there. The strategy is in pictures. And they utilize these same strategies because of a lack of 
Well, so what did they do? They fought against the translation of the Bible from Greek or from a language, from French or from or from from a language that, uh, uh, that Latin. The Bible was in Latin, and nobody could read it. Only the, the Pope and the, the nobles and the priests and so on. But the masses and the regular people couldn't. Okay, and that develops into something. You know, it is quite interesting. So when I say to you, what Christopher Columbus discovered Jamaica. People say, no, that's not true, never. But yes, he did. When you understand language, when you understand standards, when you understand the concept of center and periphery, the people that live, it's like, say for, let me take for example, when you have American sports, say for example, when you have uh, American football, Excuse and, me, sir. and you call sir. it the fight, and you call it the final, thing. yes. Sir, I'm leaving now, but I private text you a message. I just want to check it. Um, that Chantel, that Tashana? Yeah, no, we we'll talk. Okay, fine. Yes. So I we'll sent talk. you the message already in the chat. It's private. So, but I'm leaving now, so you can read it before you send me an email as well. For the best, also send me when you guys send me an email, I respond. I did not respond to any emails today or yesterday for the last two or three days. Um, <laughs> use the best time for you to get me is right after the class. Is what um, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm available. You're gonna, you're gonna see a lot of things. Like, back and forth. You can just read the message before because I don't want to have to read that again. It's in your private okay, chat. That's it. Yeah, I know, but um, some of you may have to leave, but that's fine. And I'm gonna, you guys can go ahead and laugh, but I am going to continue recording just for it because I am going to publish the class. And we have not done two hours yet because we started a little bit late. Um, okay, we actually have them three hours. So, um, and I need to wrap this up because this is going to be in the recording that I'm going to upload. Because the online class, similarly, you guys can go back to the recording and upload to this stuff. But I'm going to make it. Well, I have Sorry, to make did, it. You, did you read the message here? Yes, we are one hour ahead, that one. No, sir. I private text the message. Um, oh, oh. Sorry. Not showing. So I send it nine thirty. No, I send it a while ago. Oh, oh, I like to speak with you. Oh, okay, that's, that's not it. So, so I'm, I'm, that's the one that I sent. I just copied it and paste it again. Why is it not I just click on mute message and it will go down. Click on what? Mute they message? Also, that says don't download the message or new message. Oh, okay. I see your message. Okay, direct. the message and I'm probably going to have to respond to it. Um, but I understand what, what, what the important I will wrap up the class now. Um, next week, uh, as I said to you, no, but the last point I will make 
when you think about language, when you watch American football, this American exceptionalism, same Europe, Europe had this exceptionalism, so there is no Europe, there is no people. So when you have the world championship, they, have, they say they have the world championship of football, as if other people don't exist, as if other places don't exist, football or baseball or whatever. I mean, how is it World Series? But they call it World Series, same thing. How is it, how is it that he discovered America? I mean, how is it that Chris? Because the outside, because please remember, people were demeaned. We, the value of people was questioned. The old, there is only value in one race, which is, okay, so if if the white man did not find it, it was not discovered. That's what I'm alluding, that's the point I'm making. Okay, so that a lot of this, a lot of our these black people discovered this thing. No, I don't, and that is a fact, that is true. And we're gonna allude to that. Now, begin it next week. Begin it next week. Um, we will continue with our reflection. But what we will do next week is, based on what I what I had sent, what I had given you, that the lecture notes. I don't know if you guys read it. I sent you my lecture notes that talks with Caribbean. This is the preface, and I talk about when you hear of Jamaica. Um, but this book analyzes motive given the historical, current economic, and political situation in Jamaica and the Caribbean. In an attempt to escape the adverse realities of poverty, inequality, and injustice, the people of the global south find themselves in North metropolis with very little agency. So on and so forth. As such, we discuss black, brown, and Africans from economic precarity, and so on. And I ended by saying that perhaps they are charting their own way by the few corrupt of the status quo who are benefiting from partnerships with the neoliberal regime, people outside of their country, the Washington consensus, bureaucrats of the bureaucratic phenomenon. I end by saying this is part of developing a Caribbean thought academic journal. And I said that um, we must begin to analyze and write our own critical thoughts, which means critically understanding our own place in the world. We must be bold in adding our voices. We must be bold in adding our voices to academia and the world, using our own details. Such is our creator. Such is our being. Um, and I'm gonna end here. Course. Next week, come prepared in your groups to um, reflect on those questions. What is Caribbean thought? The question of what is anything in the question of um, guys, Nobody should do question three. Number four is Jamaica, our country, which, which, which accounts for its competitiveness and lack of competitiveness and vulnerability. Um, do you agree with the now analysis? What does Fano mean? How does Baba interpret Fano's depiction of, colon, of the colonized man in the original earth? What is the importance of DS Nepal? You can choose this question. And you come ready to just give a brief When you give those reflections in the class, we're gonna we are gonna have a we have a conversation. Okay. Um my style is I will say. I'm going to tell you I'm conceptualizing 
Caribbean thought. Part of that conceptualization of Caribbean thought is means looking because I'm looking at philosophically, theologically, but this is a purpose conceptualizing, looking at various ways in which we thought. And based on all that I have said, I hope you get a chance to go back. Then you you will have a breath, a sense of what we are doing. I think some of you have a sense of it. Some of you have a different understanding, a different way of, of learning, a different way of learning, a different way of getting information. I guess I'd like to add, um, some people, okay, so for you, it's, I mean, I have a topic we're going to discuss, neoliberal globalization today. And say, neoliberal globalization is this. And then, okay, continue your group, answer your question, and that's it. My style is a little different. Okay, I may ask you a question. Not as a topic. I'm going to ask you a question about, or I might say, read Franz Fanon, and when he says this, what does he mean? And when my knowledge is different, then you come to class and you hear me give a lecture. In the lecture, I don't go, I don't pick up the thing and, and says, this is what Franz Fanon me No. Within the wider lecture, I am going to lift up these people. If you have read what I told you to read, everything that I have said, I have talked about in the preface of neoliberalism. And not only that, but Homi Baba has talked about it. And Franz Fanon has talked about it. And not only that, they have, Homi Baba and Franz Fanon, they have talked about, guess what, West Indian thinkers. There's a reason why I do what I do. But when you guys have, you have an idea, an idea of how a lesson should be taught. But I teach, this This is how this class will be taught. It will not, I will not give you a topic. I want, I'm not going to say, oh, we're going to do socialism, social, uh, social democracy in Jamaica. And then, or I'm going to say, okay, next class, we're going to, next class, we're going to teach neoliberalism. Okay, the next class, we're going to teach neoliberalism. And then you come to, and then, okay. And then I say, what is neoliberalism? Neoliberalism, um, there is a, neoliberalism is so on and so forth. There are many thinkers who have given back to me. I'm not, I will not do it like that. I will, okay. The reason why is because I want you to be, I want you to answer the question before you come. Any question you ask me, you should have already start formulating an answer for yourself. If I ask you a question in class, it means I've asked all those questions and I've formulated them. In fact, I couldn't help myself. I asked those 10, 13 questions and I still went ahead and answered some of them because I just love to answer questions and I read around, I did lots of reading around it. But I want you, you should come to class, okay, if, and I say to you, and I say to you, and I'm going to say this, I am disappointed. I am disappointed in this class. The, because the expectations that students have of the expectations that students have. I have not given you any expectation about, apart from a goal of when we are done, have a research paper that is erudite and that can be published in an academic journal. But you keep asking about work as if you guys want work. I can give work if you want, okay? All I have done is I will give you stuff to read and you just come and you read it and you discuss it among yourselves and then you appear, you go on the platform and you ask questions and you buzz because it's, but nothing is being done. Because the concept of, the, the idea of teaching, which I will not subscribe to, okay, which come from a neoliberalist milieu, okay, um, it's the expect, it's the teaching to be done in a certain way. And people are, I, 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 and this is how I will teach. 
I will teach in a way that I've, I've always taught, which I know you're going to benefit. When I'm done with this class, you guys are going to be very appreciative, which has happened in all the other male, um, classes. The students leave the class as critical thinkers. They said, sir, what are you doing to us? When you start to watch the film, you will be introduced to all the thinkers and you should have already started looking at this, this, this syllabus and start when in your free time and when you're watching movies, start watching some of the film. And they talk about all the Caribbean thinkers. I submitted, I posted up some stuff in the syllabus, corruption. Watch the film about corruption. It's powerful with many Caribbean thinkers. Thinkers for the, and I'm, so you will not, and I, I, I'm telling you, I am disappointed. I sent a text, a strong text. I sent a strong text last week about you guys. I mean, uh, telling you my expectation that I'm not, I'm not impressed. What my expectation? You guys, okay, okay, fine. Janice was not in the first class, so she didn't get the email. But others of you did get the email, okay, and. I am disappointed. I am. One person wrote, one person texted me telling me how I must teach my class. Telling me that, oh, I must teach my class. Well, that is not the idea of the class. The idea, that's not the idea we are trying. Well, okay, I am teaching, moving within a post-colonial milieu, moving away from the way we do teaching, the way how we've always taught. Okay, and 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 I say to you, part of an undergraduate study means okay, there's a lot of outside work. Ninety percent of what I have gleaned does not come from the classroom. Right now, I am doing a doctoral program, and I have no classes. I don't go to any classes. Okay, I do outside a lot of it. A lot of it, I go outside and read, and then I prepare for for this class. And then I wrote, I write the team, and then we have a platform that you can engage and you write with the students. Say, hey, Professor said this earlier. What does he, what do you think he was saying? Because I was reading a book about neoliberal um the industrial revolution, and I don't think that's what they meant. And I might send an email. I said, sir, I take exception to what you said. And, and then he said, Why? Because I was reading um um um, um Martin Oppenheimer, State of Modern America. And then I go on Twitter and I tweet something about what I learned and interact with people. And then I get to all oh, this, okay. And then I go on the course outline and look at some of the topics and say, okay, well, this is social democracy, what's that? Uh, so by the time I go to class, I am talking and can I take the students in the class, even now, I go to the students and say, oh, he knows all that. I just learned that. <laughs> I just learned it. Even some of the concepts, because I'm reading, I'm thinking, and then I'm using what I'm learning in class with or what I've, what I've been exposed to, to external stimuli and what I'm getting from outside. And I mean, say for example, you ask me about white color family colonization, all of a sudden I'm talking about the million, millions of dollars stolen from, um, from what's the name, uh, 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 the millions of dollars stolen from, from the runner or the Olympian. What, uh, yes, and then tying, and then tying it in with wider issues in society. And then I make an assertion. If you make an assertion, you have to back it up. Okay? You have to point to other stuff. So then I start Israel and Africa 
and how South Africa had a nation and there was no nation before. They went and hijacked that country. Okay, I'm alluding to something, I'm pointing to something that has to be happening. But the issue of theft, the issue of violence, okay, which boards out in various ways. And then I said to you, all of what I'm saying is it's an audio, it's in an article. Let me tell you, I set up it so much, and so, guess what? I am famous for repeating myself. I am famous for saying things over and over, especially if that thing is going to come back in the exam or if that's a question that I want you guys to get to stick. Okay? All that I have said, you will see it, it will come back again. Because it must be done in a macro level. But anytime you teach a course, you always begin by conceptualizing the course. I don't know how other people teach, but I am going to introduce all the arguments surrounding the post-colonial man as it relates to a history that has influenced the diverse currents of the character, the people who give rise, and then who are these people anyways? They themselves are like you and me, probably the political, I mean, Michael Mann and Luciaga, probably when you look at Jamaica's history, all you see in, in that history is a violent past in the 80s where Edward and Manley fight, fight, and they're fighting for and when they okay, and they squandered the money using using what mechanisms that they borrow from overseas. In other words, ideas. So I said, yes, I, so what? So I am going to go further than Michael Manley. I am going to go further than the forties and the thirties because the character. Okay, I am going to go further than that. I'm going to, of course, I'm going to talk about Marcus Garvey, and I have done. I am a student of Marcus Garvey, and I am deliberately refraining from talking about Marcus Garvey. Because we're going to have a whole class we're talking about. And if you read the book, one of the textbooks, the whole, one of the entire chapters on Marcus Garvey, because I am suspicious of Marcus Garvey and his endeavors. I, I, be, I believe that the Black Lives Matter, I mean, the, the global justice movement and black and independent movement, in a sense, they were, there was progress, but they have failed. And unions have, have died down in Jamaica. What about unions in Jamaica? Okay. And what's the matter? Yes. Who influenced this unit? Fanonism. Homi Baba. A lot of po all these post-colonial thinkers from other nations. Fidel Castro. Simon Bolivia. Like, oh, who are those people? I'm telling you, see, I'm telling you, man, when you start to, to look at these, how they say, well, we don't really need that. And if I say, well, we don't really need to study Simon Bolivia. What's all important to me? Okay? He's important because, because his thinking influenced that the kind of nationalism, the kind of violent nationalism that some Caribbean countries have, like, okay, like that in Cuba and so on and so Some people might say. And how has Cuba paid for it? The embargo is How is Jamaica not paying for it? We are complicit ceremonially accepting our position and doing our job as well-behaved um, post-colonial subjects who still recognize the queen or the king as our, as our head of state, who's, who, who have no justice outside of the king. Yes, sir, because even now persons are asking that they remove the, um, the, 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 the governor general from um, and, and like, make, 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 because even though we have our, 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 our independence, 
I will not not at all independent because I'm, I'm the queen and also I'm the US too because I think that that sense something um, with the US. So actually both under the queen and also on the US because they have they have they, they taken stuff from the US and they're under the queen. So they will not independent at all. Yes, that is that's good. That's how you think. That's how I want to. That's a great response. That was very good. Well done. Who was that? Who was that? Chantel, sir. Chantel, lifting up a point in relation to what we're talking about and tying it back to the whole conversation of post-colonialism. Okay? Our arguments and how we talk have to be organized because people take us for food and for granted. Well, of course, you know what? Fanon had, was very educated. He understands it understand how the status quo think. Understood how they think. You know who they are really. So he learned from them and now he developed language that disrupts their thinking by writing. The Negro is not any more than the white man. Using prose, using irony. Yes. Using literary language. And so even when I look at this um in Jamaica, right? Every single um leaders that we have in Jamaica they they yes. there's a country and then they left another another country either the US or uh whatever. But they they, they it's like each and they come in before like they them left without for themselves and then and then the people of the people of the nation is um like becoming worse and worse and they are people from the nation and from what they get from other countries and put it in a much deeper a much deeper um well I would is there sir. So we are more so, so it's like we cannot be free from 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 the queen or from the US because they keep putting us in more depth and and then when their their reign is finished they, they they move to another country and left us in the same situation that we are in and making it getting worse every every year every understand every, every whatever leader that is changed they benefit for themselves and then they left and somebody else coming forward and there is no change. Yes, and what and and and, and how. And what have been the response, Caribbean people? How have we responded? Uh, what, um, right. so, okay. see, because and, of, and, right. and how effective is this response? So I think, people, I think, yeah. I think Caribbean people need to do more because the person needs to um, do something to actually get attention of these parties because then each time they, they, they have some form of um, election or or whatever they want to do, like them try to bribe the person, the, the nation into 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 voting for them. Then so person need to stand up as 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 as, as a nation and let them know that look, what does that mean? It's, it's not it's not it's not um it's it's wrong. You understand? But the person nobody standing up, and and then again the the, the, the person that that, that are higher class um like the the, the, the middle class or the higher class person, they they have I... money so they don't really care. And that is true. How do you describe the socio-political economy of Jamaica and the Caribbean today? And if the fallen can perceive of anything better, what will up in violence? If the fallen can't perceive of anything better, then what will up in violence? The history of violence done to them debilitates their capacity for Eureka. Eureka comes from the Greek or from the ancient word Eureka, meaning I have found it. For human beings have always broken barriers. There is no challenge we will not accept or take on. But this is who man is and what he does that has led to discoveries, innovations, and, and, and inventions. It is therefore a cowardice position 
and an ambivalent confusion to discount ideas that considers the end of violence as just another platonic conception of a utopic of a utopic world that cannot and will never exist given human nature or humans to accept a defeatist and pessimistic nature about themselves which then leads to the human i end with this by saying i was speaking with a gentleman who says every time i said it i mean will can this change this corruption this violence this classism and racial tension and you know irrespective of which race is in power there is always tension so if the black race takes control probably the same thing going to happen with the white race but i mean is there anything and so he says so so there are people who will say no we can't do anything about inequality inequality we can't do anything about poverty we can't do anything about violence part of human nature we can't do anything about what's going on in the caribbean and the, the fact that they lack competition um you know um they were part of we were in a race and they lost the race so i mean their position will be their position black people lost the race we were in a race okay and we lost the race and so that's what happened when you come second or third okay so, and there is nothing you can do to change it and the other people and the, the there's a, someone was arguing with me about this recently and said to me please you're thinking about a utopia there's no such thing as utopia okay there's no such thing as heaven in on earth there's no such thing as heaven ever there's no such thing as a, a caribbean that is competitive and prosperous okay and and has it and and that is free of violence or corruption and stuff there's no such world only okay and so because people believe that it's okay for them to continue to treat to demonstrate selfishness it's okay for them to to lack the political will to do anything to change the political the, the plight of people in the world because they have accepted because they have accepted they said that they have accepted as human nature this drive to want to to be selfish and to be nepotistic and greedy and treat the other they have it's though that people accept that there are people who argue like that how do you how, what apology do you provide as a post colonial subject if somebody say to you well yes we know we know all this yes, yes but it's that's how life is but i said remember we're going to next week going to talk we have going to include a lecture uh, talking life is what you make it. we talked about that life life is what you make but people say oh that that's life is part of human nature it is what it is it's not going to change we don't live in a utopia so but who are people who are saying that the privileged or the unprivileged who are the people who are saying that the people who have been tainted by and corrupted and damaged by the same system that has colonized minds that cause us to think within a milieu that does not see any better and so we live in the complicit of always accepting anything from a mind that was bent to accept nothing else but what we live in today that is true sir Yeah I mean telling you I'm guys I'm telling you, and that is why that can be one of the questions What apology on the exam or in one midterm or whatever maybe you can what apology do you offer and you know and by apology I'm talking about apologetics the lot um apologetics is the use of logic to defend or to give rise to or to explain away or to protect the faith from attacks that okay so apologetics what apology my and i just came up with that question based on the reflection that i'm having what apology 
who you or can you provide? Okay? To those who challenge your thing, for those who say change will never come. It is what that's what life that's what life. What apology can you provide to those who are pessimistic, change and hope? Believing that that's the way this is. I'm gonna submit this. This is a note, oh, this is a 400 page paper. I think it's a lecture, lecture note, part of the lecture that I, I submit to you guys. We're gonna go over this lecture after this. Is, I'm telling you, I've written a lecture. This is the lecture that is systematic. Once I once I start to lecture, we're gonna follow it. We're gonna go and then um Richard is gonna talk, he's gonna give a presentation on religious religion and Caribbean, what is Caribbean Christianity and so on. He will do that whole class. I will I will he will facilitate that class. Some and Reverend Hewitt Holmes is gonna facilitate the class, sexuality and gender. Um Brian Container is going to facilitate the class. Or I mean, so I will be a guest in the class talking about Haiti and other. Yeah, we have to consider other Caribbean countries. So we're going to have somebody talking about Haiti. I'll talk about Latin, Latin Caribbean. That's why I'm happy that um, Castro is coming on. President, I mean, President candidate, the presidential candidate Castro is coming to the class because he's going to talk about because he's first generation immigrant. Okay, his family's from Latin, Latin Caribbean, Latin America, Latin Caribbean. Okay, so we want to talk about that. Um, in that perspective, we um, we want to, and we're going to invite people from Trinidad. Um, Miss Alexander, the president of the Caribbean Community Project, we talk about Calypso. As I'm telling you, I don't don't follow, don't follow the outline. Okay, we are promoting thinking and thought. How we think about different Caribbean issues and so on. So we're going to talk, think about music. One time, people never embraced the, the okay. very same, very same Caribbean people didn't want to listen to uh, to reggae. They look down at reggae as debates, as on, as not part of the status quo, not part of, okay, because that's part of the fringes, the people who are less than, but people who are English and close to Britain. They, I know, you know, I know reggae is owned by Jamaicans. Who's that? I already care. I know reggae is, um, they're like, hey, Jamaica, but Jamaica, yeah, but reggae, so people are not owned up to the whole fact that reggae yeah, comes but from I, Jamaica. Thank you, no, no, no. there we go. So what does that speak to? What does that speak to? The I'm also, uh, the the influence. Um, by the way, um, Chantel, you're the organizer for the class. Take the names of those, take the names of those persons who are in the class. Um, take the name, write down the name of the person who are left in the class. No, I am not going to penalize anyone. I'm telling you, you know, I'm very flexible. For me, it's all about knowledge. It's about just, I love knowledge. Open thinker. I wrote in the preface of my book. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna share that with you. We're not supposed to have knowledge. He had a. He had, I, when you learn something, then it moves you to act. And I said to him, I have, you know, I have my own business. I do my own thing. I do not work for anyone. I work for myself, which allows me to say what I can say and write how I write. People can't fire me, and they try to block me. Go on my IP address, give me spyware. I'm under a lot of attack because I talk about. But I am at these things. Okay, I expose realities and issues. I interview people. I go, I study archives. I study society deeply. From way back from Mesopotamia to now. And looking at that, study philosophy, study economics. 
and then I, I have a podcast coming, a, a lecture coming up that talks about economic, economic, the distribution of the allocation of resources and that. And when you start thinking about if economics is the allocation of resources and that, what economic system do we have in the Caribbean? If economics is the allocation of distribution of scarce or limited resources among unlimited ones in society, what is the distribution of equity? Oh, sorry, what is the distribution method or the economic system? The, the distribute, we know we use a dependent capitalist system, but what's that? With the father of modern day economics in Jamaica, what ideas have we come to deal with the issue of structural, structural adjustment that has affected, that has deepened the economic reality of the Caribbean people? You see, and if you see what I'm talking, directed, guided thinking. Okay, having said that, well, and then when you answer the question, the que when answering the question means that you also move you to action. So not only am I thinking about what will I do, so of course, yes, I'm learning and I'm getting involved and so on and so forth. I get as I learn and I'm, I'm giving back. As I learn, I'm sharing with my, my influence. As I learn, I'm providing opportunity. So that, the last class and the, the last two classes look at digital technology, how to leverage technology, how to how to express your thought. How is, not just to learn about thought, but how is Caribbean expressing their thought? Now that you have been empowered to, and exposed to certain, and the scale have been removed from our eyes about the, the, the Caribbean and our position and where we are and who we are and in light of all that I have said and all that has happened. Then the next question is, how are we what, how do we move on from that? Okay, what express, how, what, how do we express, how have we expressed our thought? How have we, how have we challenged, and we talk about, you know what, social media and the decentralization of information provides the greatest opportunity for the Caribbean, but then we have to talk about access to information because now you have to think about it, the future of the Caribbean. Our future is uncertain because of our past. Our present, our past is very vulnerable because of our, our, our past which speaks to our future. If, our, if we are going to have a bright and prosperous future, it means we have to change our thinking about who we are and where we come from and, 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 and why we are backward as a country. We are not competitive because that was the plan. The plan was, the plan is, and that's why, that's why you want to think strategic as Caribbean people. You can't let you, as the people who are formerly subjugated, you can't let other people outmaneuver you and outthink you and outsmart you. That is why you have to study strategy. So they like when you hold on to vestiges of the past that keep you back, so that they can open. When you were doing structural adjustment and you have to liberalize your economy, open up your economy, you open it up to the capital for globalization to happen. And when globalization happens, we accept the rules. We lock ourselves in rules that we can't keep. We are already behind and we are competing with big post-industrial countries now that we have liberalize our economies. We have opened up our economies. Now they're penetrating with their goods. We can't compete. And now it's what's the banana industry, what's the milk industry, the flower industry, and so on and so forth. And now in Jamaica, it's like pit pit, or in the Caribbean and global so it's like we're in a barrel, okay? Fighting for what's left. And, for, and that's what they want. That's what, I mean, that's what, that's the symptomatic of a strategy, yes? That penetrates and imposes itself Okay, using neo uh, because of neo capitalism. Okay, 
and I was going to define it. I have a, I actually have a, 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 I wrote something that defines your capitalism for you guys, but I won't do it until the next class because um, it's late and I don't want to keep you. I don't want you guys to, uh, to report me to the um, academic dean. Then, oh, we don't want this guy teaching us again. He's too much. Curry says, oh, that's so that's so. But, guys, guys, I'm the, I'm the most flexible professor you'll ever meet. I have a passion, but, but it's a passion that moves me. I don't just sit down and talk, I act, I move. I'm doing a lot here, I do a lot of projects, I write. I've written a book, I wrote another one in journals, because I believe we should write our history, because it is, well, history was largely written for us. Many people, many, you know, back in the days, even 1944, 1950, there was no education. There was agricultural schools in Jamaica. Agricultural schools. People are only to have a great nine education, especially the black, black and brown people. Okay, until they start to expand the school system. But I mean, and the, the history of that is just recent. And even what's happening in, in here in the US and in, and in all of the Caribbean, black people's education have low education. Maybe because of how educate, the education is set up and the way in which and guess what? The kind of education system that we have in Jamaica is set up. Okay? That have a system of privilege and a system that does not take into consideration learning and how learning should happen. Okay? It's a top-down, heavy approach that does not take into consideration um, the, the fact that people are different. You might say, well, Mr. Professor, you're doing a heavy effort having a sit in the class. But to be honest, it's not. This, you, you guys are collegians. I believe that um, I provide a lot of flexibility and I haven't given you a lot of homework except to read, start formulate, formulating your opinions, developing critical thinking mind and everything that I've sent. I sent you this paper with 12, 13 questions to read. I thought you guys would have read it. Hey, I know everything that I've read it. I was so impressed. Yo, I sent the guys every... I sent the guys everything. That, you know, I, yo, let me tell you guys. I was writing and reading that paper. I sent you a lot of material. The only thing I didn't tell you is notable God, Marcus Garvey, Michael Manning, but I, but I referenced them because I'm not ready to touch on those Caribbean currents. Because I want to touch on, I want to touch on the things that has influenced them. And I want to touch on the Caribbean as a place. I want you to journey with me and to sit back and relax. Not just sit, but okay, sorry, I should not have said that. Journey with me, but when you come to class, be ready to engage with me. Or, you should be able to think, I did read that, but I'm just saying that when I speak, I speak in code. I, I lecture in an argument, you know, in a, in a very, in a very communist way, but in a philosophy, in a Socratic platonic way, like the dialogue, that, but this is a soliloquy or a monologue, but, but it, I challenge myself, but I make assumptions, but I explore it. I, I talk about, so I make an assumption and I, and I explain, and then I point to to a, a wider principle and then I speak to a, a, a philosopher on a theory and then I point to examples. That's what I'm talking about. When you and I ask them a comment about certain things, it has to be academic, has to be intelligent, has to include school of thought, school of thinking, challenge yourself and say, well, you know, he said this. But then again, there is that. So the answer must lie with, so say for example, I said to you, 
so the answer so sorry so the answer must lie with love so i asked a question how can we up in love and i challenged myself but then i but then i show but then i argue and come to a place where i can't deny my own conclusion but but it's but you have to think about now how you communicate one thing how, how you communicate so that it is done in a way that facilitates understanding of the other and it's done in a way that is academic at the academic level okay i'm not going to give you hard mark if uh, i'm not going to mark you down too hard for subject for agreement this is the 21st century and that has changed once people understand the, the, the intent and the essence of your argument that's good I mean, but for academic purposes, you know, they are rules and standards. But I'm a Gramsian. I'm I'm, a, I'm from Gramsci school. I'm from Gramsci school. So, you know, and we talk about language. If you if you don't speak English properly, that's a problem. That's privilege again. Okay, so, uh, so I mean, when you begin to learn your professor at a post-colonial critical thinking, then you understand the, the class and how it's been taught and the flexibility you have. However, it is all about empowering you to think in a certain way and to develop guided thinking, utilizing academic, academic thinking away. Okay, when you, when you, whatever ideas you're telling me, where, where, where does it come from? And I'll tell you, I come from a Marxist materialist school of thought, and I, you're going to hear me talk about Marxism. But of course, I'm not going to look down on capitalism because I believe in capitalism as well. I believe in perfect competition, but that's not what we have in society. We don't have a, we don't have a perfect competitive society or free market society. They say they have it, but there's no such competition. The the, the, the Feds can set interest rates. The Feds and the Bank of Jamaica can set interest rates. That means they have the power to manipulate prices. They have the because they can now affect behavior. Because remember, econ okay, remember that economic we talk about economics include it is a system of allocation which includes um, buyers and sellers and they come together within a market and they transact the knowledge what i'm telling you now i learned that from grade nine about okay from grade nine i learned about economic economic is and how buy and i and i discovered that by reading widely reading outside and i'm coming to understand stuff so when you understand it you know and then you can get and then you can understand things within within it and then now when i start talking about man when I start talk about NWCR, when I start talk, then you can miss, then we can have a conversation. Because I'm going to talk about Karl Marx. I'm going to talk about Max Weber. I'm going to talk about um, fiery knowledge. I'm going to talk about uh, 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 um, uh, who else? Jean Baptiste Colbert. I'm going to talk about Homie Barber, B.S. Nibal, Franz Fanon. Okay? I'm going to talk about sociology, Harry Lambus. I'm going to talk about Homer in the Iliad and Herodotus and Thucydides, okay? Because all of that have an implication in how we study. But I am not going to delve too much into it and expose you to that. I'm going to give a lecture lifting up those general conversations, okay? In the preface, in the in the, in the conceptualizing of Caribbean Then when we get to now start delving into it systematically or or if there's any if there's any such thing as systematic. Okay. Because we have to look at it in terms of the ultimate goal. At the end of it, I you guys to be able to speak in particular ways. Okay? So I want you to understand that you say I'm not getting anything. No. It's the power of the yet. 
you put too much expectations on yourself. It's the power of the yet. There's something called learning strategy. And I was working with a, with a university student um, with a, at, a, at, a, at a university talking, and I have a, a podcast and an article on um, learning strategies. And uh, there's a study that was done that shows the relationship between learning strategy and student success. Learning strategy, CSEC. CSEC. My mind is good, right? I remember that. And that wasn't my work. I was helping somebody and I remember it. Simsek Alice, Ali Simsek, A-L-I-S-I-M-S-E-K. That, okay, a study was done looking at the relationship between learning, studies on learning, and the study says this, the study says this. When students, students that use effective and varied learning strategies within, within their learning have the greatest amount of success. Learning strategies of Rehearsing, organizing, yes, um, metacognition. Huh? I, I have good, I am remembering those things. My co producer is here with me because this is also being done for other production. But this is important, that's why I said it. you guys can, I'm not, you guys have every right to leave if you want to. But I am recording because it's also going to be part of the lecture series also going to be part of a wider production that I will be doing um, and I'm presenting. So this is because there are people who want to hear this conversation and going to speed it up. So we talk about learning strategy. Okay. People who have varied learning strategies. I am concerned about learning in the Caribbean. I think it has become diluted. There are some things I did not know that I'm very upset about. I tell you that I didn't know nothing about Greek mythology. I mean, some schools like if you go to St. George's College, probably. I didn't go to St. George's College. You go to Campion College. I did not go to Campion College. Okay. Um, I went to Bridgeport High School, and I'm not afraid to say that. I am, I am against privilege. I didn't pass for Bridgeport. I passed for another school, but I went there because I said it's not about me. It's about it's not about me. It's about this. Sorry, it's not about the school. It's about the, what I'm prepared to do, the work. Learning, guys. I'm telling you this. Extra, extra. If you guys have varied and effective learning strategies in your learning at the seminary, in your academic, you will have more successful. And I wrote an article about this in the Navy World, www.thenavyworld.com. Type in learning strategies. And I also did a podcast. And I'm available on over 25 different platforms all over the world. So if you type in the Navy World around on my name, Ronaldo McKenzie, my podcast, my work will come up. Or if you type in learning strategies by Ronaldo McKenzie or learning strategies, by Dante Nelson and Ronaldo McKenzie or learning strategies. Um, I did it in, so you will, that's added work if you want to do it. But that's it. I say that because it's all about, as I learn, I empower, as I discover, okay? As I learn. So I'm I'm gonna encourage you guys. So write down your names, guys, the, the students who are here and send it to me. I'm impressed the fact that you guys stayed in the class. I'm impressed with Hani, Hanif. The fact that he challenged me. And he pushed me and the fact I'm sorry, he didn't really challenge me, pushed me. The fact that he he was able to speak so strongly. Okay, I like that. I can work with that. I can work with that, man. And once you get once you start to read now and polish that up, oh my god. I want to work on you're gonna be an author. And if is gonna be an author, he's gonna write your book. And I want you to start to start thinking about blogging, writing. 
and start reading how people blog and how people express themselves. Not just thinking about thinking, but start thinking about how people read about how people express themselves. And start developing your own writing. We have to start developing our own capture our own history recording. So I start, I write a lot, write my own history. If you want, if you want to study your history of Jamaica, you don't have to go too far. Okay? There is there is a former student, an academic at the Jamaica Dillard, who studied in Jamaica, who, who, from a Caribbean perspective, having studied all things, have put together an erudite economic analysis. And I'm working on another one, and then another one. And not, oh, okay, because not only does it provide information, but I'm hoping to provide wealth, to invest in my country and my people. Okay? Not only that, provide opportunity for public. JTS don't have no publishing. I mean, don't, we don't have no publication. Which student, which youth group, which group can come together and formulate something like a, a, an academic journal among these, um, among, or, or, or a podcast? And podcast is the way of the future now. Everybody is doing podcasts. If your ability to leverage technology, if you can't leverage technology and take it, if Jamaicans don't take advantage of opportunities now in, in, in terms of stemming from advantage in the world, science and technology, they will be held back. Okay, so now I am, I, so I am exposing you to some of the ideas of the thinking. I never, some of these thinking I never knew before I came here. The ideas and the reading and the thinking. Okay, and then I became a student all over again. Okay, all right. If sometimes we have to be a student all over again. This is our day card. Had to start life, start the study of life all over again, and discover. I think, therefore, I am. Oh, he told you yeah, some a recognition that I can't know anything outside of myself in a sense. For, for sure. So everything else you must take, you should not take for granted as okay, you should be suspicious of that. That is skepticism in a sense, but that is critical thinking as well. Because we recognize that things aren't casual. We should be. This is where I haven't made that's where I wanted to wrap up today, the lecture. That final point that I just okay. And okay, that final point, because the more we, t I'm telling you, I said to you at the beginning, the more you talk about something and read about something and expose yourself to something, all of a sudden it, it sticks. I teach you guys without any notes. Everything is in my head because I have read. I spent hours talking to people, not just reading, but talking to people. Anthropology, anthropology, study of people in their community and their community, and trying to arrive at their understanding of culture, of their perspective. And so I do a lot of anthropological study. We go into the community and understand people in relation to disciplines and principles and thinking and biases and so on and, and so on and so forth. And then formulate opinions about that and come and come over with us, you know. And so I, I invite you to 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 be a, a student of that. So thank you guys so much. Let me see how many people go one. There's six of you. And I just want a question. And I'm, you know, if you guys have a question, I'm going to give you the time to ask a question. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Somebody had a question. No, oh, I was just saying that I added the name Stone. Should I email them to you? Yes, is that Chantel? Gotcha. Great. All right, good. And we're going to have a meeting. Um, we're going to have a. Sometime this weekend, we can have a Zoom or a meeting and we can send email back and forth. Um, so, do you have a, I can reach you by like on WhatsApp, via, via WhatsApp. If there's anything I need, like, 
instead of contacting us. You can get me on Facebook. Get me on Facebook. I don't have a WhatsApp. I think okay. I have a WhatsApp. I'm gonna check it out. I may have. I don't know. I am not. Okay. I may have. Definitely. I. Um, but you can. We can. You know. We can talk on Zoom as well. Do meeting. Okay, sir. But thank you guys, and uh, and I just want to tell you, I appreciate you guys for staying for the class. The class is going to be exciting. Um, a lot of the content you'll hear again and again. So over time, it's going to stick because learning strategy. I studied learning strategies. The relationship between learning, learning strategies, learning, and outcome. Learning, rehearsing one aspect. So I will rehearse, but I rehearse this thematically. So I point it back in, you know. I, so I'm teaching, but you're gonna hear me repeating that over and over and over. So I'm gonna say that over and over and over. That is learning rehearsal strategy. Okay, or oh, that is also so so that's learning. So I use and we are all learning. So I am learning with you to teach you to, and I've come to understand a great way of teaching by utilizing a learning strategy. If one of the learning strategies is, uh, is rehearsing through various ways, note-taking, okay? And you can look at this, and by the way, you can have the learning strategy, and I can show you a copy of that article. Okay? It's good to read widely for other people, how you can improve yourself. That's important. Um, I, a, reverend, a reverend, a good friend, Richard said, they're too insular, but very important that we, we begin to start by itself because I know how learning works and how I teach involves repetition. But because I don't want I don't want to repeat myself in an unacademic and in a dumb way. I repeat myself strategically in a way that doesn't seem as if I'm repeating myself but I'm repeating myself. But it's doing something to the psyche. You understand how the brain works. It's hearing it's hearing that thing over and over and I keep touching it. I said I use the word Jean Baptiste Godbear so many times who influenced Adam Smith's work, Wealth of Nations, that talks about the accumulation of capital and applying a scientific, scientific and efficient means to, to, uh, to, to production and work. Then you, by the time you go to go out of, go from there and you start to book and read a little bit about, you just type in Adam Smith. I'm telling you, you don't need to read a whole book sometimes. I'm telling you. Just the introduction of the purpose. And that's it. And you, I am telling you, you would have done a lot. I encourage you. You know, I never used to like, I used to like to read, but I never used to like it. But then, I'm telling you, as I start, you know, even when I watch movies and stuff, I said to people, because I, I when I came to the US, I watched my professor, Rita Bernard, who's my advisor, he wrote the book. He wrote Nelson Mandela, memoir, very good friend of mine. I, I love that woman. And she exposed me to life and death. And that still changed my life as I know it will change. I can't wait to get into it. Let me tell you, to be honest, I don't want I don't want to do any of this stuff I'm doing. I just want to go pop and go straight into but this cl every class I teach different. I believe knowledge should be static. Okay, I sh I'm not gonna teach you guys the same thing that I taught the class. You guys are gonna get it, but it's gonna be done anyway because of what's going on in society today. We weren't talking about violence as stuff, we we're talking about COVID and stuff. But with violence going on in these communities and all over the world and you, all of a sudden I have, I, the lecture is lifting up the issue of violence and corruption and so on and so forth. 
I am teaching the course within the present reality, but still staying true to the whole idea and how we've taught it, but with different. While at the same time understanding a theory I have learned about learning and turning my teaching around, using the idea of repetition by repeating myself without boring you with systems from, uh, from elementary school that gives you definition and then move on. That is absolutely ridiculous. So I'm going to come with podcast presentation. People are going to present. Then one class, we're going to have group discussion, and you guys are going to talk so much that I won't even present a lecture. But guess what? It's going to be great. You're going to learn because the conversation we are having, we are going to develop an idea from it, leading to thought, underscoring a principle from the past, which may, which may, and we may say, how did, how does it look now as against how it looked then? Come on now. Enjoy your learning, man. Do not, but students are presuming to tell me how to teach the class. I take exception to that. I do. Especially when you, when the students are new. When we, this is our third and fourth class and you have never been to the class before. And then you are having an argument with me, wasting the class time about what we're doing and not what we're doing. When it's your first time, can I tell you that is ludicrous and ridiculous. I was shocked. I take exception to that. That makes no sense. I just don't, and that talk about philosophical thinking and I did not get a chance to talk to that, that lady about, that student. How can you come to the class for, your, for the first time and asking questions without, it means that she did not, you did not read before you come to the class. If, if I am coming to the platform, I won't even say anything if I haven't read. I would shut up. Trust me. I would say, please don't call on me. Please, please. But people who have not read are doing are talking. And and it's your first time in the class. You've never come to the you've never been to the class before. You don't email the professor. You have no conversation with me. And then you say, I don't know where I am and why would that what what are we doing? And I'm if you had come to the first class, I would ask that question along the When I realized it was the first, because what, you know, I am disappointed. I am disappointed. But I don't think I'm going to be disappointed for long. Because, can I tell you, this thing, this always happened in the Caribbean thought class. Because Caribbean thought is critical thinking, it's philosophy. I'm a strong philosophy. I'm a strong philosophy student. A philosophy, a student of philosophy. So I studied philosophy at University of West Indies completely. That's all I studied at UWE. Okay. Before I transferred to University of Pennsylvania. And I did interdisciplinary studies looking at liberal arts and liberal studies, studying neoliberalism. And then after that, I studied a master's of philosophy, which is a postdoctoral, with a, with a, with a postdoctoral study without defending the thesis. So, I mean, and let me tell you, it's been great. And I, and I said to the students, I know you guys are going to get a lot from the class. It's and this is the third class. We're going to be we're lifting up some economic concepts that you may not have revisited or thought about before, or may have forgotten. But if you are reading widely, then you get. Okay. But guys, thank you so much. And um, please journey with me. Email me. Text me. Um, go online. Read up about some of these things. You don't have to read a lot. If you have free time, try and access life and death. 
Um, but uh, in, in the US, it's, I have to pay for it. But in Jamaica, I think it's free. Too many students got access to it. But I think they have a thing where if you're in the US, I have to pay for some of this stuff. But you are in Jamaica, something that free. So if you guys can start watching it, oh my God, you guys are going to love it. Even the Bob Marley movie. Who is that, sir? Huh? Which one is that? Um, Life and Death. The, it's number one right here. Life and Death by Jamaica. Um, by, by no, by Stephanie. By Stephanie. It's kind of weird. It's a book. The it's a book. This is a movie. It's a Netflix. If you type it in, it come up all over. Life and Death. A lot of Jamaicans don't know about it. So I didn't know about it when I came to the US in 2009 and I was studying in 2012. No, sorry, 2010. I started playing in 2010. And I was and I did a course called Cinema and Globalization. Oh my god. Cinema. Looking at how cinema can be used as resistance. Use it. Talk about action, what action, looking at for documentary, you know, to raise people's reality. Okay? And and it and and it's told in a, in a language. Now when you when I watch TV, I watch it in a certain way. Now I don't watch it certain well, I don't watch movies or people watch movies. I talk about who what's the plot, the plot line, what the characterization, how how the how the, the story unfolds. Why did the camera show that little piece of thing there? You know what I'm saying? It, it's taking you somewhere. They, you know, it plays, sometimes there's a philosophical idea about filmmaking that is contained within movies and within some kind of documentary film using three millimeter camera. Why did it, why did the cameraman, why did the editor, why did the film use a kind of um, home-based thing instead of a dynamic HBO kind of a thing? Because, you know, there's something about three millimeter documentary film. It predisposes one, it, raw film represents homie, truth, thing that is decorative and dynamic, it's not really, it's surreal. So now, film now, what film over time by Robert Leacock and Veritor by the 1960s, developed a kind of documentary filmmaking that was, that uses, sorry, that used documentary filmmaking, kind of truth in cinema, entitled Cinema Verite. Cinema Verite. Okay, truth in cinema, a kind of truth that has never been seen before anywhere in cinema. That this, okay, it provides a, a, a disposition of belief, a disposition of truth. Okay, so when you start to study, so film is one of the a lit is a, one of the greatest art is, a, is an artistic genius that has been manipulated by the masses. Okay, to tell their story, to fight against oppression. You know what can Jamaica learn from? Cinema and globalization, and how are we taking advantage of cinema? Talk about how are we taking advantage of podcasting, and we talk about the decentralization of cinema, of, of information, okay, and how we can leverage technology. You know, we don't have the kind of problem that Iran is having. We don't have a, a totalitarian system. We, you know, in Jamaica, still, there things are still better in Jamaica than many places in the world. Okay, there's still a kind of freedom that Jamaica has that many people don't have. Trust me, there's a kind of freedom, there's a okay, politeness, and there's a so, of course, this course we are not going to end by just being on negative because there is indomitability, it's because of my Jamaicanness and what I have to go through in the Jamaican experience that brought me here to the American context that makes me who I am, that allowed me to be able to navigate 
the difficult terrain of living in this first world country that is not easy. Okay, when I came, I was I uprooted. I had a very, I well, everything was going fine, but then when I came, I uprooted my life and found myself living on a couch, sleeping on, sharing a one bedroom flat. Sorry, studio flat with my twin brother. There is that kind of experience going on. The experience where some Caribbean people leave nice edifices and 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 and, and they are well, they are stable and they are doing well, but they leave because they, they leave for other reasons. Okay, for for more for more opportunities, for connections, connections with family that they that haven't left them. And they are developing psychological ambivalence to the point they, you know, so for connections as well, they are leaving, not just for upper to, to escape the reality, of, but they're also leaving because they, other, their countrymen are elsewhere and they want to connect with them. So, and there are other reasons. Maybe because they want to, you know, they want to become, and they want to be like Einstein, like myself. <laughs> I just sometimes, yeah, but, 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 you know, Bob Marley was, look at Bob Marley, you know, went to the US, developed stardom and went back. Not many Jamaicans are so have that 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 opportunity to leave Jamaica and go to the US. So then you talk about negative experiences in the Caribbean, where you know you know start to talk about this. You know some people have opportunity, others don't. And so some people have a and then when I come to Jamaica, people expect you need to have Rasta. When my mom was like, no Rasta in my house, but yes, still they have an experience. So you can imagine it was quite a cultural shock. An ambivalence of experience when I come to the US and I was the first time I came here was 2006 at the student exchange when I was studying ministerial formation in the United Church in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. And I was in Missouri and I was living on a campsite. And when I came there, they were they were ambivalent, they couldn't understand. And I couldn't understand, they were, this is not what we expect of Jamaican. Jamaican, you speak so you speak English so well, Jamaican not a What you know, so if I ask you what is you know so much. Some of the, 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 the misnomers that people have, the myths that people have, okay, that color there, and then sometimes that color the other, that sometimes you are you feel forced to, to behave in what in a particular experience of identity. And sometimes people's I the idea that people have here of Jamaica. You know, they celebrate it, it's fun and they like it. They say, oh my God, you dread, you did you do that. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't do any of that. Oh my God, I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> Am I there? I said, I remember for years, people, when I just came here, for years, they said, are you Jamaican? People, even, even Jamaicans ask me if I were Jamaican because of how I speak. They say, oh, you don't speak Jamaican. Speak Asian or British, or a little bit British. But when I was living in Jamaica, I was told that, so, you know, you talk about, but then, so therefore, the issue of identity, and we're going to talk about the issue of identity when we start talking about identity. We will talk about identity when we get into identity. When we start talking about Caribbean thought and how now you are forced to, to, to behave in a particular way. Because in your mind, because you're thinking about the premium, the value, the promotion you're going to get. So if you perceive a particular identity as getting maximum value and attention, then you might fit that mold because people come to you and say, oh, I like that. All of a sudden, you're like that. Is it that, is it that situation when you're in Rome, you do what the Romans do? Is the Caribbean caught up in a situation that 
they are now in the American civilization and when they are, I mean, sorry, the Western civilization and they have to adopt Western civilization, ideology, and religion, coming out of an African experience, but which is not totally African because it's a lot of mixture. Wow, this was great. This is, what, a, what a long talk. What a long talk. I have said much. I have said much. I will stop here. And when you get back, when you get a chance, listen to the recording which I'm going to send to you. And ask yourself some questions. Listen to this lecture and the first lecture. That's the idea, you know, the idea. We, we like, okay, fine, you, you can't stay for the full hour. Great, fine, okay. You go back, listen to the lecture, yeah, and then, and I might mention a book, you quickly type it in and read the introduction and stuff, and read up some synopsis about the book, and if you have a copy of the book, read it. If you get the yourself, you can. Um, but this is 21st century, we have technology. People, old people don't think in, some old people don't think in tectonic means, in the sense that they don't see the value of, of, of information. As a young academic, sorry, as a 21st century academic, I see the value of making information you say, or, or you can't google back in the day so you can't google no google why you can't google that only established privilege that only re-establishes the center as important as a and moving away from the periphery but caribbean man and post-colonial thinking we were always about the periphery so why should we not allow um um ideas that you have caught just give credence to it Hey, I was reading on Google an article written by so-and-so. This gentleman said, you know why? Because the individuals make the society. But people want you to get, people want you to access sources from a school of thought. But there are also individuals that are thought. So, yes, so I, if you, I, if I want to hear individual stories. Several individual stories. And then I'm going to ask you, how does that speak to what you're speaking about? You may not talk about, and, and then I might say, oh, what you're talking about, I think Plato has said something. And then I might say, maybe you might want to meet Plato. I mean, he may give you some more information. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? Okay? That's my goal in this. I'm moving away from traditionalism. You can use Google in this class. Use the technology that you have at your disposal. I don't care what those, what people, what uh, traditionalists are telling you everything that is because they come out of an, an, an old school of thought that don't see the value of of technology technology is is going away from us in academia you know that because academics feel as though they're bred that stems from that they're bred they're bred the bread a gatekeeper gatekeeper you can ask if easier access means less money more access means less money. That's why they said that interest rate. The Federal Reserve Bank is with interest rate. Because that means less access to money. Less money in the economy. Only people with money have it now. So because they're going to park their money in high yield investment rates. How does the Federal Reserve increase here in interest rates here in the US? How does it affect other parts of the Americas? America being the most dominant country in the free. You know, we talk about who is the leader of the free world, the president of the U.S. Does Jamaica include the free world? Yes. When Americans talk about the free world, we're talking about the new world. We're talking about the liberalized world, not a neoliberalized world. A liberal, and we're going to, and I'm going to, the beginning of the next class, I'm going to define for you 
and we're gonna we're gonna define neoliberalism, neocapitalism, and how it differs from liberalism being a so a social concept as against neoliberalism or capitalism, which is a capital and economic concept. So liberal, so if we're talking about so to understand to understand neoliberalism and how it differs from liberalism is to understand it in terms of disciplines. We never thought of liberalism in, in an, as an economic, within economics, until capitalists created a great idea of how they can use the Bible now to enslave people to justify it. Sorry. I didn't mean to say sorry. That was deliberate. I made that mistake. Deliberate. That was deliberate. I speak in prose. You don't have to follow me here. Understand how people talk. I speak in prose. I, was, I didn't make a mistake. It was deliberate. It was a deliberate strategy. Okay. Oh my God. I am talking off my head. We got to stop here. But we're going to define, we're going to begin the next class in the early morning. Thank you guys. Send me the names of the, per, uh, send me the names of everybody in the groups and stuff, Chantel. Or if, okay. Chantel. Okay. But what, Sir, but um, also yeah. send me the names of the people who stay because I'm impressed with you. And I will never forget this. I will never forget that. Nadia. Anif. Sir. Person that is name iPhone. I'm 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 not sure who that person is. Who is iPhone? SMS. Rose. Rose. That's, that's Rose. Rose or Morris? Yeah, yeah, that's Rose. I remember. See, I see, I have good memory, right? See, I remember. Yes, that's Rose. Yeah, man, that's Rose. Um, so that's good. So I need to um, let me know the people here. So Rose and people who remain. I'm impressed. Thank you guys for staying, and um. And I, I, you know, I, and there's a reason why I'm, I want to see the name and see who is staying behind it. So that's great. And that's good. That's good. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, by the way, I've written several articles in the Jamaican Greener, um, and many of them were letters of the day. And one of them stemmed from a class I, that I had that said, is there, one, one day I was, one day it was like this, and I was talking, and the students were like, oh my God, it's all negative. Watch when I watch life, when you watch life and death. I don't even want to change what I'm doing yet. I try, I, try, I, try, I try to open it in on, on, um, on um, thing there, but it's not coming up, sir, on Netflix. Life it's and death. Okay. Uh, it's, um, I think you, oh, no, it's no longer Netflix. I'm sorry. It was on Netflix. I think you have to rent it on Netflix. You have to rent it or pay for it, but it's on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and type in Life and Death, you will find it um, by Stephanie. Let me try. Stephanie Black in Jamaica. 2001. I'm going to share the I'm going to purchase the link and share it with you guys. Um to give me a couple of days. And then um uh but we are going to watch the entire film. You don't have to watch it. You can watch it, but you, you, you but no, sorry, watch it if you can. It's really cool. But when you get into um but we are going to watch it probably the last class the last the last hour and a half of next week class we are going to watch life and death okay and that's when you're going to be see me talk about we're going to know start the lecture looking at life and death looking starting from christopher columbus because i sent you a lecture a powerpoint presentation tracing the caribbean starting from 1492 and then we go down um and the experience of the caribbean up to the 21st century okay okay so, sir. So we will do that. But well, I mean, I like this is great. So, uh, so you guys are getting, you guys are getting where I'm going, getting that. You guys are getting, it, yes. Yes, sir. 
Good, good. But we will, we, you will hear everything. But thank you guys for the opportunity to share, share this with you. And um, hopefully, I mean, next week, um, class is from six to nine. Now, if, if I go beyond nine, I, okay, you have every right to leave. Because the beauty about this online class with technology is that I will have this available to you guys every week. So last week was last week I'm not going to post up because of the glitches we are having. But what I did, I did that's why I replayed what I played today because what I played earlier on Spotify was part of the the understanding of what I want you guys to have last. Okay, but um, okay. The, video, the Spotify, this the podcast is an audio presentation. Of, it's a lecture. I define in that in in the part people will say, "Oh, it's, it's a podcast." Oh, it's class start is part. I'm, I'm watching a video. That means everything. Where it's this is Caribbean thought. All the information that you have, you just guys. Thank God that you guys stay. Take care. Welcome. This is um, guys and those of us who are watching or listening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much. For listening to another episode of the of the neoliberal round. I okay. I'm gonna have to do a retake. Take three. Can someone can you pause that for me? <laughs> I am doing a I'm doing a, I'm doing a production as well. Okay, sir. In five. Thank you for listening to another episode. Thank you for listening and watching another episode of the neoliberal round podcast. Please visit us at www.thenearlyboard.com and support us by going to https anchor slash slash anchor.fm slash the neoliberal slash support. And please visit, visit us on the neoliberal commentary by going to the neoliberal and also visit us on Twitter by going to Renaldo McKenzie or the neoliberal code. And please participate in our poll. We have a poll running on Twitter that asks about several deep issues. We have a poll going on our website and we'll poll on LinkedIn. This has been quite a powerful presentation that delves into deep issues. We will pick up where we left off. Please share the show with your friend. Send us a feedback. This is the Neoliberal Round, serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges through our communication, which is to make popular what was the monopoly. What good? Thank you.